are back with the Old Moon Podcast, episode 10. We 10. are officially in the double digits, boys. We're amazing. We All it. right. Ah, uh, yeah, we did yeah, make how it. Did, we, how did we, we get here? Podcasts oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. it to at least 10. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. That's weird. Hey. How did we get here? Consistency. I uh, kicking and screaming. I dragged you every week. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was all kicking and screaming the whole way too. That's right. Uh, I am Blue Squadron, of course, your host, and I'm joined with my co-host as I am every week. Uh, I'm actually gonna throw it over to Jay Tiltis. Why don't you introduce yourself? You see how I curveball that? Last week you weren't. Jay wasn't ready. Last week Jay wasn't ready. Title this time. Damn it! I failed. What's up, everybody? I'm Tiltis TV. I shot call for Solace. Um, I stream sometimes on Twitch when I decide that I'm going to have a consistent schedule, and I uh, play Omega Strikers uh, right now uh, because it's fun game, and I want to get good at it. <laughs> Blue's God, like, how oh, dare you? God, bro, what a freak. Um, uh, and Jay? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. My name is Jaykun. Um, I started playing BDO in 2018. I'm 750 gear score and focus on the endgame PvE in BDO. And welcome to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 10. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we're I super still excited. Know how we made it here, but well, I I love Jay leads off with God. My e penis is so big. <laughs> seven hundred. The most interesting part of Jay's content. He's like, I am seven hundred and fifty gear score. Watch me. I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I wanted to touch uh, first. I know, Jay, you had actually brought uh, this discussion up uh, initially, but uh, mm. there had been talks uh, at the Black Desert 7th Anniversary Q&A about a necromancer-type mm. class being researched for BDO. Um, we've seen many mage archetypes in BDO already, such as like the elemental casters in Witch and Wizard, the arcane casters in the Sage, battle mages like Sorceress and Dark Knight, uh, and now mages that control the weather uh, and the spirits like Wu said Megu. Um, so we've definitely never seen a class with death magic before. Blood magic we've seen a little bit in Sork, but death magic we've never seen uh, really anything of. Uh, what would we really want to be able to see coming out of a necromancer class? Jay, it was your topic. Why don't you take it first, big man? <laughs> well, you know, naturally, when, when we think of necromancer, right, it would be more of a minion-oriented class, right, with undead, such as zombies and skeletons. But, uh, you know, I think we've seen from the past that video and pet-oriented classes have not... You know, have been really notorious for being uh, problem problematic mechanics wise. You know, example no. being wizards summon damage not being Get applied or scaled properly. Right? So you know, if I if I were to think of a way they would do a necromancer type class, um, I think they would make it more um, not minion oriented, but more so focusing on the idea of like death magic. Um, you mentioned sorceress also dabbles in in blood magic, right? Yes, uh, I, I was not really. Yeah, you have like that. bloody oh, I, calamity I and stuff, where she soaks up like the the blood from around her, and she gets a bunch of health back and stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, the idea I had was was like completely focused on being like that blood mage archetype, <laughs> and so <laughs> it was a new concept. And now I've been now have been. You know, uh, aren't you the lore guy? <laughs> Hang on a second. I totally thought sorcerer was all, was all about you know like dark dark magic. Yeah, it is dark magic, but there's definitely some, some blood <laughs> skills in there. I like it, it's well, tough not to call bloody calamity a blood you know like blood magic. So maybe like, it's just a name, you know. <laughs> but in terms of like mechanics wise, you know, I, I would say the blood mage would focus more heavily on life mechanics. 
So I'm thinking maybe they don't have a natural resource like mana. They would use their own HP as a resource, but perhaps have an increased oh. HP pool to compensate, you know? And I think going on brand with HP-oriented skills, maybe debuffs that prevent or reduce being healed by potions or, like, preventing HP on hit or heals from other players, you know? Mm-hmm. I think another thing that would be very necromancer type would be curses right i think a unique mechanic they could introduce with curses are like debilitating debuffs such as preventing the use of bsr while having this debuff or preventing players from getting buffs or dispelling buffs and maybe curses that prevent maybe grab skills like you can't use your grab skill so i think it could also double as a support class really right blood magic is is about life right um it might not have to always be about taking away life but maybe giving life maybe increasing healing received to allies maybe giving them buffs that gives them hp on hit and i was thinking maybe as a necromancer a cheat death mechanic where you can't go below one hp for a certain duration so that would be that would be my idea of a necromancer type class that's not minion oriented okay yeah no honestly i'm you spend all this time grinding for the infinite mana pot, and Jay wants to see a class that doesn't use any goddamn mana. Celtus, uh, <laughs> what do you think? Do you want me to break it and give cool ideas, or do you want me to say what to we're actually going to get? I, what are we going? <laughs> oh, God. He's going to lift the veil. All right, yeah, give us the broken version, and then give us the... So, so the broken version um, would definitely be t- totally pet-oriented, 110%. You'd have varying sizes of pets. Um, based on whatever skill you were casting, you'd have your little your little undead minions, you know, the the standard mm-hmm. skeletons that play around. Um, similar to, I would imagine, like Nova, where you give your minions orders and they go do it, but as a, a more permanent minion that's always out playing around. Um, and then you would have a large summon um, that I think probably could be tied to your 100%, where, like, maybe you summon a troll skeleton or something, you know, a large creature that now runs around and you can only summon it when you have your hundred percent up or something like that. And then the thing that I would really love to see, and this is going to blow your minds this is immediately what I thought of. I want to see similar to like, you know how you get PA sickness. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to get like an undead sickness where it, you get this debuff on you for like 20 minutes and you can just raise a full plat of people. Like just a curse. All- yeah, well, kind of, but instead of, <laughs> instead, like, so, because I was thinking about it, I was like, well, if you just have, like, 10 necromancers, and you, they all can raise people, then it defeats the purpose of, um, like, killing them. But then I was like, oh, but PA sickness is a thing. So, like, instead, give it, like, a 10-minute debuff on them, where it's like, they can't be raised again, but one necromancer could potentially raise, like, an entire platoon of people back up once they die. I think it would be super sick, and it's something that hasn't existed in the game. I know, I see you, but it's a 10-minute cooldown basically oh. you wouldn't be able to oh you wouldn't... oh 10 whole minutes no shot <laughs> you know how cool ten that whole... would fucking be though I, oh you know be what? so cool I, that would be so cool to see all of cho nation just oh my god it's <laughs> up again Oh, oh my, oh but my it, god, they did it again. Oh my, they have another neck. Oh I god, asked again. you if you wanted it to be I, broken or not, okay? That would bro. be broken, and it would be so Actually, cool. Actually, don't worry, really 10 minutes seems of, um... balanced. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I don't care. Let me res people. Two hour so cooldown. 
Um, no, eight-hour cooldown. You know what? <laughs> Remove it from the Galantara. There's hours no cooldown cool in which case. There's no cooldown in which case that is. Yeah, you wipe the enemy guild. Everyone said you just raise your hands like something out of Game of Thrones, and everybody just stands oh, up around so you. Oh, so cool. Everybody just stands up and you're like, I just be... killed all these digital. Like I can't. <laughs> um, like and then they, but they're all necromancers. They just keep standing up. It's just like it <laughs> no, 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 no. You would get a sickness like PA sickness where that player could not be resed again for the duration of that time. Yeah, it you know when you cast no shot, bro. That that oh, would be dude, it'd be so cool. There's Stop. not a chance. <laughs> um, but no, what, to what we're what totally what we're actually what we're gonna get is something that just has big AOE skills and it just summons you know like a skeleton and it does like a fucking <laughs> smash attack and then you summon like a troll and it does like a kick attack and then like that's it they don't they don't they don't exist you know it's just the animation for the thing it's like oh here's this cool animation we could potentially give you that but we're not going to the bar um, is so <laughs> oh it is when i saw necromancer i was like i know what i want i want azir give me azir i'm an azir like i love azir in league of legends give me pets that i can play with and like all my abilities are based on having my pets out and if i don't have my pets out i'm dog like give me that but then there's no shot we actually get that in a form that actually works so yeah i do feel that like pet mechanics in the game as jay said are just yeah. um they just never get them right i mean they I say the they get though. them right mm -hmm. and i swear to god they could put in the next patch they could put we buff awakening witch pet damage by 450 percent in pvp and i shit you not there would not be a, a cent more of damage um, <laughs> it, it would not like every time they say that they're gonna buff pet damage it is literally it feels like blue out of the out of the awakening witch bus you know, oh it's the same you, as it was yeah. forever ago like it legitimately yeah. does not they don't know how to fix it i don't think and like so pets have always been something that we've struggled with i would like something that's mm -hmm. like less a pet mechanic and more just like an animate dead feature not with people necessarily but like here's here's the thought mm -hmm. to balance tiltus's idea instead of just having the whole guild stand up every 10 minutes um, uh, <laughs> so let's, cool. let's bring that back a second um and you have one person stand up for 15 seconds yeah you can that was my animate that was, you yeah. can animate one person and they can come back and play the game for 15 seconds like as a ghost or something yeah um before they pass would on they be, again would they be like unhittable like a ghost like iframe permanent for those 15 seconds god no, Jay, Jay, no what are you doing we're throwing out ideas that are I'm balanced developers don't listen to this now. what are you thinking oh, bro, dude, give me a 30 minute res i want to raise 20 people bro you know <laughs> what <laughs> i'd play it just for the cinematic bro let me let me do it <laughs> oh yeah, so like yeah, Fleck it. Uh, one one of the people in my chat actually raises a good idea. Um, imagine Tiltus's idea where you CTG SOB a base and then everybody oh just stands God. up and everyone just stands up again, like again, it's like the Game of Thrones guy just they just lift their arms. Oh and you're like, Oh no! Can you imagine from a macro perspective how amazing that would be? You're like, oh all right, everybody, God. take the iframe CTG. All right, we're all there. Get your axes out. They're chopping. Everybody died. Okay, here comes the necromancer. Boop! Everybody's back up again. Keep oh axing. Oh my God! You're absolutely right. It'd be so much fun to die to donation in 27 seconds. <laughs> that would be actually just so Ignore much fun. Donation for a minute. When Ignore it. Pretend they don't. Pretend them, them Digi and corrupt don't exist, and it's yeah. just the rest of the guilds oh, in the game. Fine. Then that's <laughs> fine. Barcode. I'm sure that they would never 
Yeah, do anything <laughs> like that. They would literally immediately turn. You, Bro, you I asked the you base. if you wanted broken. I asked you if you wanted broken or not. Okay, you got broken. Yeah, no, I actually think that animating. Um, so there's a champion in League um, uh, that I'm blanking on that can do something very uh, Renata similar. Glass. Oh, Renata, Renata, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you can she, animate. she can put a, a thing on you right before you die mm -hmm. or. Yeah, right before you die, and you can't actually die while it's on you. And if you get a kill, you come back, like come permanently. Back, yeah. yeah, that would be cool. So. Um, yeah, that actually that would be really sick. Like you force them to get a kill, yeah. and then you see you just see this entire ball just sprinting at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's what it feels like when you have that buff on you uh, in league, because it only lasts for like a second and a half. So like you got to get that kill fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I just don't think that they've really mastered how to do pets in the game. I really oh, don't no, want to no, no, see no, no, no. any more pets. I would rather see like, like Jay suggested the, the curse mechanic sounds awesome. Mm. And I think it's something that we've been lacking in BDO for a long time. We've never really had curses or you put it on someone and they they maintain this debuff or maybe like all of their oh yeah maybe class you, yeah. yeah you put like a curse on somebody and all their healing skills now damage their allies or something you know like like they yeah. can't <laughs> they can't do that i love jay is the shy whoa 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 that that no. seems too busted that, that's shy the buffs you suddenly right are there. down 2k hp you're like hold up a second <laughs> Who yeah, are my... you people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, but yeah, no, like the curses is a good idea. And then the blood magic, maybe you don't remove their mana bar necessarily entirely. Because again, mm. I grinded for the mana potion and by God, I better be able to use it. Um, but like, yeah, they're... Well their primary skills costing a lot of health and then having a lot of health yeah. regen on Suck other... Nova like Nova has stuff. that. No, but Suck Nova has a crappy version. I mean, like, it but does done have correctly. A crappy version, so I but didn't done, bring like, it correctly. up earlier, but yeah. yeah. Done correctly. Suck Nova, but done way more extremely and done correctly. Um, where, like, it costs a lot of blood, but if the skill goes off properly, you get way more uh, HP back than you lost, right? Um, would be really, really neat. Um, siphoning, Ooh. also siphoning HP from allies to buff up your skills or something. You could do okay, that like before so a push or if, something. If we're going on to the buff and debuff route, it should be able to give like a, a variant on PA, not nearly as strong, obviously, but give everybody like bone armor for a certain amount of time where you do something different. Um, you know, give them like, I don't know, knockdown resist or CC resist or something like that that goes through the, the caps or something like that would be interesting. Um, I hate resist. Just something. Yeah, me too. Oh God, I can't stand. I'll, I'll complain about resistances suggest... another time. But why would you suggest it? That because <laughs> I'd be what are you mean. Doing? I'm just fucking thinking of cool things. Like <laughs> I would like something like just that doesn't already exist in the game, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I like I, I think the concept of Wusa and Megu are cool, but like they kind of already existed in the game before they came out like there's variations of them and buried in every other class in the game so like i want to see something completely different so like a buffer debuffer actually I mean, just yeah, a debuffer could, would be neat you could do something where you could cast like a curse on somebody whether if it casts on your ally and they dive in and they die in the first you know in the next five or six seconds they just explode um and no, like a bunch of explosion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be, oh, okay. that would be go, super yeah. cool. Plus, I would have a use for all of the cannon fodder that is currently in my guild. Um, <laughs> I would just literally shock all from Necromancer and be like, "All right, bottom fraggers, go in. Yeah. Get on the stick. <laughs> no, I don't care if you yeah, die." You think, I'm, you think I'm joking? Um, I would. <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> I think that would be cool. But if you cast that same curse on an enemy, um, 
you know, like they could explode, you know, deal damage to, to like their allies or something, you know, so, mm. something like that. Like if they die. So like, you, I, I think that would be really cool. Um, something like that. Uh, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot that we could do with it. Do you guys feel like the necromancer class is going to be the next class in the game? Or do you think like day J day? Do you think Jay is just tickling us with, with that tease? You know what I mean? Cause he said that they, it was in development, but like, do you feel, do you feel we might get, we might get Wukong next. Have you guys thought about Wukong? Oh, from the mold Don't you, yeah, don't snore on me. <laughs> don't yeah, I don't you snore on me. That was gonna just be exclusive to the. I don't want any more Marshall The mobile uh, of of China's mobile version, because um, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, the the NA version and the other versions don't have Wukong. It's just the China version. No, I think all of mobile so has it, Wukong. I thought. Do they all have it? Oh, really? Okay. This one, I don't know. None of us play mobile. Um. <laughs> I yeah, true. Yeah, zero hey, percent of us play mobile. People, so. people ask me all the time. Blue, do you play? Do you play BO mobile? I'm like, mm, I spend like seventy hours a week playing this game, and you want me to download it on mobile too? <laughs> like, there's actually not a chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, we know that Wukong actually exists within the game. We might get like a ver variation of it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I just don't want any more like martial melee classes. To be completely honest, there's a bunch of them in the game. Really? You, yeah. you don't want it? We just got like Megu, and you're like, ah, oh, God, I hate melee classes. I just, there's so many melee classes in the game. It just, I don't know. I'm not, I want to see something different. I don't want to see another like martial melee class that enters the game. I don't want to see a stealth class into the game. I don't want to see which wizard. I don't want to see Sage free skinned. Give I me would, something different. I would, I would argue that it's less the fact that they're melee, and I would, I would, I want less assassins. As an architect, I want less assa flanking assassins. I want more ball classes. Um, yeah, I mean we have we have mystic and striker though, so like the martial beat 'em ups kind of already there. So like, what do you do? Two classes. So we have Wusa, Megu, Mewa, Musa, Dark Knight, Sork, um, Kunoichi, Ninja, uh, Awakening Draconia, Lawn, um, uh, Awakening Nova. And tamer, um, and and I keep going, and, and th that's like, bro, we have so many assassins in the game. Like, I have to list it off for my guild. I'm like, if you're playing this class, you need to get on the flank. They're like, that was like every class in the game. I'm like, I know. They just keep coming out with more. They just keep coming out with more assassins. I would like to see them come out. Like, like Jay said, like I feel like the necromancer is a perfect opportunity to give like a unique take on um like some mm -hmm. of the support abilities or like the curse abilities in the game. Uh, like Tilt just alluded to as well. Like, I think that that would be super cool. But do you guys think it's gonna be the next class? That we get in November, mm. December. I don't. I don't think it's going to be the next class. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking the same thing as well. Jay, do you think it's going to be the next class that that, that they announced in like November, December? Mm. Well, you guys don't think so. I'll be on the other other side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Cool, kid. Yeah, I, hipster. Jay, the hipster out here. I don't today. know. I've been listening. I just want to be to, different, you know. <laughs> I've been listening to Jay for a really long time. I mean, I remember the Calpheon ball from like five years ago would be like, I would just get so, I was so hyped up because I would just, I would get my popcorn. I'm sitting there with my dog. I'm like reclined back in my couch or whatever. And I'm watching on my big screen. Um, and Jay just stands up on the stage and lies to me for two hours. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, and then, I had a friend staying with me a couple of years ago and I literally stopped everything we were doing. And I was like, turn it on the big screen in the living room. I was like, 
be quiet we're watching this and he was like bro i don't even play this game i was like i don't care yeah it's so <laughs> hype yeah it's it's just so much fun uh to watch him lie to me for two hours it's fantastic <laughs> but like i would say that recently he's been much better about not lying to us um but i think that he alluded to the i don't when he spoke on it he's like oh yeah we're making a necromancer class the dev team's like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> totally in the works why right you, now why would you it's say like, it we, we, floated, like, we floated like out one there picture a of a skeleton yeah like, there's like one picture of a skeleton what? somewhere in the office and they're like yeah there's concept art for it already <laughs> written up like, <laughs> some poor artist is like what <laughs> it's like an alternate skin idea for the orzeka and the developers yeah, yeah. like no it's, like, just, I, it's just the concept art for Hex Marie, and they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We weren't ready yet. Stop. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, do you think that, um, uh, do you think uh, Necromancer is going to be male or female? Male. Male, probably, since we have yeah, I, a lot of female classes compared well, to. I don't that. think that has anything to do with that. I think they continue <laughs> making as many female classes as they want. That is but never stopped them aesthetically, before. Aesthetically, I think Necromancer makes more sense to be male. And then if you wanted to, you could do some kind of uh, like like they used to do, some kind of like partner class that comes out around the same time that is female. That would make sense, I think, uh, aesthetically. But I don't know what that partner class would be, you know, I, like how they have Valken Warrior do something kind of similar to that, where you have a necromancer, which is male, and then you have a female something that's the opposite side of it. Yeah, I also feel it would be male. Uh, they just came out with two more female classes, but like oh, they said, don't give a shit yeah, about it's that. never stopped them before. <laughs> they, they said, know, "Come here, BDO community." In fairness, <laughs> they know who they're selling to. Okay? Oh yeah, we play. Like we play they are fully aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, have you seen some of the outfit outfits? The Cabelius yeah. is definitely something you would wear to church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the amount like, of boob physics that exists in this game is unreal. <laughs> I was literally looking at the Valkyrie outfits the other day and the jousting outfit, which is like solid metal, like all the way down. Mm -hmm. He's literally like her her boobs are like bouncing up and down in the middle. Yep. And I'm like, I was okay with it. Like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't fit like lore accurately, but I was like, okay, yeah, it kind of makes me want to buy the outfit more. Don't forget the uh, underboob that Valkyrie has too. Big they know. true. Big the true. The, the underboob. Yeah, the insular outfit. They're like, hey, where did you guys like titty physics? Here's a uh, underboob for you. Yeah, exactly. Like we or side, you know, whatever, whatever works. That, 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 that new Sakura set from the like is the Guardian and the DK. Yeah. DK is the worst. DK they know is don't. They no, know DK every is the best. DK player. They're like, I have to sit there and like hunt for DK outfits that don't make me look like a woman of the night every single time. I'm like, oh, here's one that like isn't showing off too much. I I don't know what you mean. The DK outfits look like they're showing just enough. <laughs> look good to me um yeah. all right so i feel like we've talked on uh the necromancer enough i want to go uh into our forum post segment uh of this podcast because yeah. we started that last week um and i want to touch on of course we could not do the forum post segment without touching on uh choices forum posts about rbf uh this is probably the most upvoted i checked it today it's definitely the most upvoted post uh that has ever kind of been 10, posted 000. on the forum oh yeah 10.8k <laughs> it's almost at 11 um but see i think I, I think a part of that is he's definitely the biggest content creator in the game right but like um mm -hmm. so like some people are just going to agree with him for the sake of agreeing with him but like when it reaches a number like 11k you have to start considering as a developer hmm, maybe we should start adding monetary value to rbf 
uh, that is substantial. So uh, the post suggests uh, adding, uh, I won't go through the whole thing necessarily, but in summation, the post suggests uh, adding a, a much higher silver value uh, for RBF and like ranking players mm-hmm. based on how you, like how many kills you get, how many objectives you take uh, on some sort of multiplier system um, and giving people money. And then you could, he, he also proposed you could turn on your loot scroll uh, during RBF and increase the rewards by like 30%. Mm-hmm um for something like i i mean he suggested uh total earned let's see at the top end rank one player 331 mil per rbf which would be something like a billion silver an hour um for rbf um and i'm curious what your guys thoughts uh and so like and then you have like the 10th player award is something like 120 mil which would be something like I don't know, 360 million silver per hour because rbf's last 20 minutes um now I have um, controversial thoughts on this. I want to see what you guys think about adding silver awards in this way to RBF. Do you guys, firstly, do you think that adding more, um, like, rewards for PvPing is necessarily a good thing? Like, I understand that the developers have been cautious about doing it in the past, and for relatively good reason. Um, Like, do you think it's a good thing? And also, is this the correct way to do it? Tiltus, we'll go with you first here. Um, Let's see, I'm... um familiarizing myself with this i i do think that the rbf current loot is dog water it's horrible um and i would really like to see them add a substantial amount of monetary value to it one bill an hour seems a little high for first place um (laughs) but i do like this concept of like you've got multipliers in here you've got percentage of match played You've got a, a player count so that you can't abuse it in these like low end, you know, like 10 person RBFs um, to just abuse and get, you know, one bill an hour. Uh, he right. definitely put a lot of thought into this. And I think if you're playing an RBF with 60 people and you are the number one player in that, you should be rewarded substantially for your time. Um, one bill an hour seems like a little bit much, but I'm, you know, fuck it, send it. You know, if we get one bill an hour RBFs, I, I, whatever dude i'm not ever going to complain about it because the person that has that number one spot is the person that could be grinding and making more money than that at hex so oh no i don't i don't think you can make a bill an hour at hex anymore um oh really did they finally did they finally decide that was too much (laughs) i don't know if i don't know if anybody grinds at hex uh right now after they changed sonals and then they nerfed the elites and then sonals died now now i don't i don't feel like anybody I don't know. I feel, I feel like is anyone grinding Galtheon Elvia right now? I know it's a little off subject, but like, I I don't think, feel like anybody's necessarily grinding it. So but like, so where are we going now? Are we going to uppies? I don't know. Uppies. I, oh, 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 stop! Stop! No, no. I got him. No, I got him. No, no. I immediately recoiled. How dare you? I immediately recoiled. He almost responded to it like it was normal. For like, there was there was a like syllable that came out of his mouth, and he was like, "Hold up!" No, never happened. Um, I agree with you. I think a billion silver an hour is just a little much. But Jay, Jay, what do you think about this? Um, I do like his idea of making the RBF reward based on performance. That sounds really cool. Uh, whether it should be done in this matter is a different question. Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't really participate in RBF very much. But one thing I would like to point out is that I really like his idea of utilizing your loot scroll to improve RBF rewards. And I think the idea of being able to utilize your loot scroll for other aspects of BDO other than for grinding could be a topic in and of itself, right? Mm. I'm not sure what else, but I'm sure we could think of things in the future for that. 
So my immediate thought is life skills. Yeah, immediately. my. <clears throat> Yeah, my, my concern about this is that at the start of the post, so I agree with him that the silver award for RBF should be better, and I actually like the system that he has laid out, but I have a few modifications. My concern here is that he, he tried to suggest at the start that players cannot progress meaningfully with uh, PvP content from the start of the game uh, to the end game players, and I think that the system that he has laid out does not at all help anyone that isn't already 715 gear score. Um... There's no progression for like the new play. It's not like the so two valid Timmy's going to be able to join RBF and just pull a billion silver an hour, even if they're the best <laughs> player in the game. Put flannels on or Divios on a Tuvala striker and send him into an uncapped RBF. And you tell me if he can hit top 10. Um, like, I just, I feel like it, it would need to be like if they gave him uh, this, maybe tone down the silver a little bit. I think. I think making 600 mil an hour at the maximum end is probably reasonable. A billion is definitely too much. The life skillers are an absolute shambles. I mean, you're making more than players are grinding. Like a billion silver an hour consistently like that? It, you're Because you're talking about direct silver injection into the market. Normally, when you're talking about grinding, what players don't understand is that there's a market economy that goes into that. So, so I... Uh, you grind for uh, an hour or two and you get X amount of crescent rings, for example, and you sell those to the market uh, and you and you, there's a return of silver, but there's an exchange of goods there, right? Um, mm -hmm. If you do this with RBF, you're basically directly injecting silver uh, into the economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're directly uh, injecting silver into the economy, which is going to lead to inflation. So, like, instead of mm -hmm. giving players raw silver, I would like them instead to obtain consumables or things that could be sold on the market for a high amount of money so for for mm -hmm. roughly you yeah. know like two three hundred mil you know like i but like it should be something there should be an exchange of goods to prevent inflation uh is one of my concerns uh also i'm gonna do him dirty here uh choice hates capped content he hates it but if he wants to achieve the goal that he's got here you have to introduce at least some capped rbfs um to the game so that like their players can actually progress through rbf if the idea is mm. to let players progress through pvp you have to let all the players that want a pvp do that otherwise it's just a who's who of hunters like okay i'm good ah, i'm in business you know what i mean yeah but like uh like the the new players and the, the players that are 650 660 670 even 680 players they're getting uh kind of shafted with this system here so i, I do think that it de definitely needs to be modified it needs to be brought down a little bit in terms of silver per hour i think it's a little overinflated. the idea itself is phenomenal i upvoted it for sure i just don't agree necessarily with the entire approach um there there are a couple practical concerns uh that i've got i think he's thought this through really well he's got a whole faq mm -hmm. here uh to kind of prevent people from cheating the system uh like he talks about afk players uh and like getting kicked and stuff like you said he talks about um like small rbfs being worth a lot less money and scaling that down like he's really mm -hmm. covered his bases here and it's a very well thought out post and like i said i did upvote it because i do agree uh wholeheartedly with most of the posts uh the problem is that there's a couple of these things that I think if you give players a billion silver an hour for PvP, that like that's all, all they're gonna do. And uh, as much as PvPers really want to just PvP all the time, it does burn you out, hmm. um, super I hard. It, I think it this would breathe so much life into RBF though, to where there's not just one it running would. at all times. Yeah, there I would agree. Be, you would have a lot of full ones. Right. I think the ideal setup here would be to do like three capped three uncapped 
of castle ruins and and uh valencia city and then fix garmoth where people at least want to go do it because nobody ever does garmoth um and then adjust the rewards i would like to see more loot based rewards rather than just raw silver um to balance out the market you could give them life skilling stuff so that players that play it can continue to make elixirs that they would use in rbf to right. you know there's there's all sorts of options here i don't you can get some raw silver but a bill raw silver an hour i think maybe a little much uh maybe like a half a bill in raw silver and a half a bill in mats would be acceptable an hour um that's a that little more reasonable yeah yeah that way you're at least still hitting your your um a bill you know you're you're achieving something that is comparable to playing other aspects of the game but then you're also influent you're, you're also boosting life skills which still if you look on the market they're the the important ones are still hard to get so like um you know i think that's an option you just have to be careful with it anytime you're you're boosting a system this much you have to be careful with it but choice has done a fantastic job of making sure it's not abusable that you just you fine-tune the rewards and you're perfect you get, you're golden you're good to go yeah um mm -hmm. yeah i i absolutely love that um we have one of our better content creators that puts out an idea like this. I mean, mm -hmm. it's such a smart, it's such a smart post. It's very intelligently yeah. done. He's really covered his bases here. There's a couple things, like I said, here and there that I disagree with. Um, but I think overall the community definitely agrees with him. Um, that we should see definitely see more rewards in RBF. Yes, you have to do it delicately because every time you introduce something that like this to the game, part of the reason the developers are so cautious about giving PvP substantial rewards is because players like, Players will exploit it. It's can we exploit mm -hmm. it and how um, mm -hmm. is probably the biggest reason that they don't want to do that because you could trade kills back and forth and all the things like that. But again, he's really covered his bases on stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like, I do think that this system that he's proposed will work. I just think that it's a little too, a little too juiced. The raw, yeah, the raw silver is my only, my literal only issue with this. He's even described that you can't trade kills back. You can't win trade and a small person RBF with like your guild or something like that. Because if you bring 10 people, then you're not getting any rewards for it. Your, your multiplier has gone down drastically. So he's done a fantastic job of making sure that this is not abusable. Plus, with RBFs being public, if, some, if you ever get to a 10-person RBF, people are coming. Like, yes. whether you want them there or not, they're showing up. <laughs> I can't tell you back in the day how many times we do, like, an after-war guild RBF, and you have, like, 20 people in there, and then all of a sudden it's like, here's another 40 players that just joined your RBF at 15 minutes. Good luck, everybody else. Like, so... so Here's a here's a problem I'll exp here, here's a problem I'll throw out there. You said that like oh well you need sixty players to join the RBF. Let's say that theoretically that mm -hmm. Show Nation just wanted to lock down one of the RBFs. They could definitely mm -hmm. just trade kills back and forth. I'm not saying that Show would do that, but let's say I mean this is something you have to um, consider yeah. as a developer. Like yeah, one entire guild. But I mean Reforged could fill an RBF um, yeah. if we Probably wanted to. Right? Probably like, some kind of like guild modifier on that where you kill somebody in your own guild. You get half the points you'd get for killing another player well that's less fun um but my point it is, is like, less fun but it does prevent the guild exploitation no of doing something because, like that because it's still going to be based on maximum po total points at the end so even if you half the amount of points if the entire rbf is guild members um, um it's still going to be based on total fun. points you see the problem so again it's very mm -hmm. difficult and the developers have been very uh hesitant to add stuff like this to the game because the pvp Let's be honest. The PvPers in our community are the most likely, like they're the most sweaty players. 
These are the players that get really, really sweaty over the game. They get really, really involved over the game. And these are also the players that are most likely to try to exploit it. Um, Any mappers in chat? Okay, what? Well, chill with that. That was <laughs> cacao. That was cacao for sure. Uh, like I, that was just poorly handled cacao management, bro. We're, we're past that now. We don't talk about cacao anymore. It's, it's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I feel like that. Um, we definitely need a change to RBF. Uh, whether this is the exact change that we need, uh, I don't know. I'm a little shaky on it. But let's go ahead and move on mm -hmm. to um our second forum post, which actually comes to us from Block Jump and and. I, I cut, you're like, man, my, like, a lot of the creators are... I love this one. <laughs> but in forum posts, it's funny because they, they actually said, brother, you guys have no idea, the creators actually complain about stuff more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they play and the so, game the most. And so about <laughs> three or four weeks ago, the CMs went into our, our, our chat. They were like, hey, guys, we have this amazing new system. You guys have been asking for a new feedback system, and we, we made this amazing new system for you to give us feedback. And we're like, oh, excellent. What is it? And they're like, you post on the forums. <laughs> and then we will direct it to the, the and then and then we were like, well, well, that's what everybody else does, and they're like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're tired of hearing you. So now we have um, all the the content creators, and I'll be honest with you, I actually do think that this is a better way um, because mm -hmm. see now the creators can also use their communities to direct mm -hmm. attention to the feedback exactly. forums because like before it was very hard to get people to even use the feedback forums, and it's really the only way. Um, that the developers will actually listen to any amount of feedback. Uh, mm -hmm. And so now you have all of the creators kind of like they make a big post and then they encourage people, hey, like like we are encouraging people right now, hey, go look at the forums, go look at the adventure feedback board, um, uh, take a look at this cool post. This is like uh, something, if we upvote this enough, we might actually get this in the game uh, kind of deals. I think it was actually a good idea, but it was really funny the way they presented <laughs> The way it happened. <laughs> it killed me. Um, but Block Jump's post actually talks about, um, we're pivoting off of PvP here a little bit. Um, he wants boss gear to be made wearable within the game. So right now, uh, everybody is kind of transitioned into Labresca, Fallen God armor, etc. And so we're all kind of locked in on, yeah, it's cool looking armor and everything. But he's talking about like Dimtree, Rednose, Gaius, Griffins, um, Begs, Muskins, Uragons, things like that can be made into like ta tailorable um, mm. things that you could wear as like an outfit. Mm. Um, something that you might get as a quest reward for the main story quest, kind of like they did with like the Balanos um, mm. and Serendia uh, outfits yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, how do you guys, mm. would you guys actually use this? Um, uh, oh, Jay, Jay, go, Jay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Uh, well, I haven't used in the past, but at the same time, like, I mean, I don't think anyone could ever disagree with being able to customize your character mm -hmm. to the way you prefer. So, I mean, we are playing Fashion Desert Online after all, so mm -hmm. uh, pretty Not much it. just hard agreement on this post. Like, I don't think there can any, I don't think you can exploit this. So probably it'll be in the game, you know? <laughs> but, but we're playing Fashion Desert Online and you want to wear a throw rug. <laughs> I want to wear my hey, I want to wear okay, my leaf costume. I don't know if okay, I don't know if you've ever played if you've ever put the red nose armor on, but it's actually I don't know, it looks okay, if it, if you put it on a very muscly character, it looks it actually looks pretty good, you know, just like I feel like they would wear it. Um anyways, uh, <laughs> uh what what about do you like do you like the Uragon shoes? Do you like how clawy your Uragon feet look? shoes? Does that, um, does that do it for stop. you? Maybe it it makes it allows me to paint my nails easier. So oh god, oh, stop so you, your your talons, <laughs> oh, you creeps. Okay, um, <laughs> y'all are sick. 
Kiltus, what do you think about it? Help. Uh, I would never use them, but yes, they 100% should be wearable, at, you know, outfits in the game. Um, I do like the way that some of the base ar the green armor looks, like the Grenil and Heave and all that kind of stuff. So I was really happy when they added that back to the game. And doing the boss gear just kind of seems like a no-brainer. We all wear pearl outfits anyways. Like, if somebody wants to be unique and, and wear Red Nose while they have their dead gone on, go for it. I don't have a problem with that. Um, you already can't tell what armor people are wearing when you look at them, so you might as well allow us to have more customization. So, Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Um... We're actually entering, it's funny because early on in the game, everybody complained about how nasty the boss armor looked. And it was very clear that they made the boss armor look absolutely disgusting so that you would buy Pearl Shop um, <laughs> stuff. My and DK's, now we're like, my and DK's now, inventory agrees. And now we've come like full circle and we're like, we want to wear the rug. You know, like it, it's we've come full circle. really strange. Um, it's <laughs> give me my shag carpet ass. I, I, but I do think I actually think that like it would be cool to wear stuff like that because it's like a relic of the past. Uh -huh, you know what exactly. I mean? You're like yeah. I have this cool mm -hmm. thing. But in order it's to make vintage, it cool, you know? yeah, vintage. vintage. You know, it's like, it's like it's very, it's very 2016 ass. Yeah, 2016. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking vintage is 2016. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I, I feel like the way they should introduce it is don't give it away for, like, the main story or anything. Actually make it, like, make them, like, grindable. So, like, if people mm -hmm. want them, um, they can go get them, but, like, they have to do stuff uh, in order mm -hmm. to go get them. That way you're like, oh, wow, he's got, he's actually wearing the Dim Tree costume. <laughs> Just attach um, the field bosses. Actually, can you imagine if you oh. attach those to the field bosses? Okay, yeah, that's actually. Why is that even a bad idea? I feel like that's a great idea. <laughs> because field boss, it'll be popular for like the first week, and then you won't see a soul doing the field boss after that. <laughs> I feel like it would be a phenomenal idea. I don't know what you guys are even talking about right now. I feel like it would be really solid. That's a so whole another topic I just unlocked in my brain. Somebody write that down for next week. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we all agree. That's just kind of a slam dunk. That's pretty easy to yeah. do, probably, overall. Um, and would at least help block jump because he's the guy that he's like he really wants he wants he, to wear his dim tree oh, yes really. he wants to wear his dim tree he dyes his dim tree black <laughs> and that's how he runs around and does it now he can't do it anymore mm -hmm. so um okay all right we're gonna move on to our third forum post here and our third forum post comes to us uh compliments of brassica um who suggests that uh, or he puts forth the idea um that the central market has over 1100 pre-orders for garmoth's art Mm -hmm. that it does um, that it does so the question needs to be asked at this point uh do we need to make a change does there need to be a change made here uh on the market or are people just lazy uh tiltus we'll start with you uh i dude it's a weird one because like there are certain things in the game that i just think should be uncapped in the marketplace because every player and their mother wants it um, so you should reward the players that get it and it. decide to sell it. Yeah, they needs need it. it. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know, you're getting into the, the whole controlled market versus free market kind of conversation with this, in my opinion. But at the very minimum, you should increase Garmoth to probably like double or triple what it currently sits at. Um, uh, and that I say that as a player that refuses to grind because I've grinded in circles enough and I still am waiting on my Garmoth pre-order. So you know punish me for being a lazy shit and uh you know maybe i'll maybe i'll grind a little bit 
Um, okay, uh, uh, so your your suggestion here is to yes, it needs to be changed. You just need to buff mm. the boss. Just buff buff the drop rate on the boss. Uh, no, it needs to be changed. You need to double or triple the value of the Garmoth heart on the marketplace. Probably. Oh, you want you want the you want the price to go yeah, up. Yeah. No, I I mean my legit argument for this is un unleash it. Whatever it goes to and sits at, that's what it goes to and sits Uncap at. Uncap it. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Because okay, right, it's. Chill. Um, I, I, that's what I'm saying <laughs> earlier. Like you're, you're getting into like a weird argument there, where it's like every player needs it, but what's the true value of a Garmoth heart? You know, like it's ridiculously high. Um, clearly, there's 1,100 orders for them on the market. You know, um, so yeah. Um, Jay, what do you think about Garmoth? Um, well, you know, the post mentioned making the Garmoth questline uh, repeatable, but I, I still think that uh, poses the issue of, you know, the time gate, right? It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's that thing. Space. I've been chipping away at that. It takes forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, by the way, if, if you are a new player, please park an alt at Nuver to yep. get your Nuver skills for it. So that's, yes. <laughs> do it right now. You will right be now. upset but... if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, my my personal idea is to either make Nuver skills postable in the market. So let's say like ten mil max. So four hundred Nuver skills would be four bill to buy. Um, or another idea I had was to make the Garmoth scales exchangeable for Nuver skills. So players can either buy the Garmoth scales to exchange for it, or maybe even grind out the Garmoth scales in Dregan. So it gives more purpose to grind in Dregan. Um, to help exchange toward basically helping reduce the time gate of the mm -hmm. 400 Nuber skills because that is a, a very long time it's gate. Um, and uh, uh, one more idea I had to sort of reduce the amount of Garmoth's heart that players need because right now uh, you would naturally get two, right? Two, one for your awakening, one for your often. And for players like me who have a shy tagged, I need three to add it to my soul as well because you can't tag it. Um, but I was thinking, you know how like the offhand upgrade gives you 150 HP, 100 stamina, 10% special attack. What if they just bake that into the awakening upgrade and there's no more fiery offhand. It's just a fiery awakening, which also gives those offhand stats, but also the two crystal slots. And then the players would only just need one. And I think that would alleviate, um, I don't know if that's the right word, but it would definitely make it a lot less stressful to, to get two right even though even you know for the pressure of also wanting one right so i think that would relieve a lot of uh uh Garma's heart to the market for players who already have more than one so i don't know uh, if that would fix it but it's an idea so so there's like the imp increase the supply argument there's an increase mm -hmm. the um increase the silver value uh or reduce arguments. the amount needed yeah um, and I think that honestly, the fundamental problem here is that like the developers always point to the quest. I'm sure, and they're like, "You can just do the quest. The quest is way too gated. It's like you're, you're asking <laughs> any player to literally do a boss like hmm. for two straight months. And by the way, the boss is on a specific timer, so it's God forbid time. that you can't log in during Nuber, mm -hmm. you're doomed. Mm -hmm. It'll be four, five, six months before you can I get, get this do, gar this critical piece of gear. Two a week. Yeah. Like this very critical piece of gear, you cannot gate it around very specific time gated content. It just doesn't make any sense. And everybody needs two of these. You need two of them. Um, so like the quest needs to be shifted. Uh, like Jay said, either they need to put the newer scales on the market or they need to just decrease the time gate to a month, limit it at one quest per player. So at least everybody can get one Garmoth heart, but like at least cut it in half at mm -hmm. a minimum, at mm -hmm. least cut it in half. 
Um, and I know they've already cut it. They already cut it down once, didn't they? Um, I could have sworn they already cut it down. So. Once. I think it's already it's always been four hundred since I because I did it right yeah, away. That's obnoxious uh, as well. Just for the just for the because you get a title for it as well. <laughs> oh really? I really didn't need one. I just wanted the title. I got <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, the quest needs to be adjusted for sure. But I actually think that like the, the price on the marketplace, maybe you don't need to adjust that. Um, because then you're going to have players trying to run the quest just to get nine bill. Um, which is really strange. I don't know, but people will do it and then they'll be like, oh crap, I don't have, I can't get my Garmoth right now. Um, but it will happen. But I actually think that if you, you you can kind of slay two birds with one stone here. Um, and they can take a page out of console's book in this case. Console um, can't run Garmoth because it lags their computer out too heavily. So what they do is they hand a guild scroll uh, to guilds every week, and the guilds are able to run Garmoth whenever they want. Um, and they all get together, and it's a guild event, and you have to kill Garmoth together. Um, this helps guilds come together, right? Um, it helps you. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not unfair to the players that don't want to be in a guild, all five of them uh, that exist on the server. Um, so like, because they, they can still get the Garmoth heart through other means. They can go, you know, through the quest or get, go to the, go to the actual world boss. But if you gave it to people as a guild boss and encourage people to do guild missions for it, um, I think that that's just kind of a slam dunk. You're going inc to increase the supply to the marketplace. Everyone gets more chances at it. Cause I'll be honest, I miss Garmoth so frequently just cause I'm not online, man. I'm a busy person. Like I can't be online every time the Garmoth or Vel uh, or even Nuver shows up. Uh, like, mm -hmm. and it's just, it just means that I'm only getting one or two chances at Garmoth's heart a week. If you do the yeah. guild thing, guilds can, uh, wrap their own schedule around it and you'll have massive more chances, uh, with massive more people, um, kind of, uh, uh kind of trying to get Garmoth's heart. And so like, I think that the guild, uh, scroll is actually an excellent idea. Um, and they, again, they could just pull that straight from console, but, uh, there's definitely a lot of different ways they could approach this. They definitely need to fix the quest. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, yep. And I think they definitely need to fix um, something about it. Either whether the they need supply to increase the... at this point. Yeah, if you guys don't want to increase the value of it, then increase the supply of it so that at least it sells. Because I had to pre-order it up for almost three months now, and I haven't got one, so... Would that know. Garmoth I... scroll be, like, on top of the world boss, or, like, it would replace the world boss? On top of it. It'd be on, on top On top of it. of it, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you get, yeah. what, four so Garmoth just... spawns a week? So you would just three. replace one problem with another if you made it instead of um is the biggest problem there um all right okay so i think we touched on that uh enough mm. uh, i want to move on to one of tiltus's topics here uh and honestly it kind of pertains to garmoth art honestly so if you try to do the quests you have to do two months of nuver you're like waking up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to get nuver done this can contribute a lot to burnout uh within the game uh, and Tiltus, I know you wanted to talk about burnout this week. Um, what do you think primarily contributes to burnout for players in BDO? You 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 run a guild, so like, um, what do you feel like contributes the most to burnout in your players? Yeah, so I, Blue, you're gonna agree with me a lot, I think, because leadership is its own burden right. of burnout. Um, so like, players get this nice. Like, they're going to burn out because they're going to get frustrated either grinding Nuver or waking up at 2 a.m. to go kill Nuver. Uh, they're going to tap for stuff, and they're not going to be able to get the taps. They're going to burn out that way. Um, and then leadership of guilds, especially PvP guilds, there's a burnout aspect where it's like they can enjoy it. I mean, Blue and I love leading guilds. We've done it for 
years and years and years. We d- we love doing it, but eventually you hit that point where it's like, oh, I would like to be a player again at some point. Um, yeah. So I think it's there's always a fine line in the game of, you know, are are you going to invest your heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into this game and lack of sleep? Or, you know, do you play, try to play it casually and try to avoid burnout as much as you can? Um, so right now, um, for me and my guild, I mean, we came back six months ago now and we decided, hey, you know what? This time, since we've burned out after about a year every other time that we've come back to the game, this time we're just going to be casual. We're, we're just going to play the game at our own pace, enjoy it for what it is, casual. Um, Literally enjoy did Siege it. last week. Casual. Enjoy it. I, it was... It was <laughs> it was it was a it was a pool it was it was i mean you saw our numbers it was definitely a it was a you know hey guys we're gonna do this once and test it and go from there um so but sometimes you have to do that because it helps break the monotony of the game a little bit uh, when there's something else to do so i think one of the best ways to avoid burnout avoid avoid burnout is just content like good content that's injected into the game. That's why I'm super excited about uh, Land of the Morning Light coming out because I'm on my burnout cycle right now where I'm starting to get tired of doing the exact same thing in the game over and over and over again. Um, So I'm really excited about Land of the Morning Light. So I think that's a phenomenal way to avoid burnout. And then they don't have to focus purely on expansions. I think good quality of life changes like choices rbf system would be a fantastic way for players to avoid burnout because eventually you'll want to go hey i've grinded for four hours today five hours today six hours today unless you're jay you're like i want to change it up i don't mind not playing the game but i want to change up the way i change it up is i go do life skills i go run in circles and do life skills instead of run in circles and kill mobs um so Anything that they can inject into the game that's different content that is meaningful besides just running in circles is huge. Um, it's why I'm such a huge advocate for like buffing life skills. Like I want to talk about life skills like every time we're on the podcast because I enjoy doing it. Um, and it's a good way to, for me to just be like, I want to play the game, but I don't want to grind. So let me do something else. Dungeons were a great thing uh, to add. I feel like they've kind of dwindled off a little bit, but maybe that's just because I haven't been doing them. Um, so right. I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys? Blue, I you're feel, like, well, I you're feel leadership like, extraordinaire. So yeah, I, uh, I mean, like, we'll we'll do me last. Um, okay. I think that I think Tiltus, you and I share a lot of the similar ideas. I think Jay mm-hmm. actually has the unique, uh, very cool opinion on this. Jay, how do you? What do you feel like contributes to burnout uh, the most as like a normal player that literally contributes nothing to his guild overall? Go ahead. <laughs> oh my god I hope you post it after him I hope you post it after him I love you buddy I'm so sorry I could, Anyways, I could not help him <laughs> you know I, I think you know the cause I think there's many different reasons and causes um, uh, you know but for BDO specifically I think a good example is you know grinding for something and then you do your enhancements and they just all fail and this happens over a prolonged period of time Mm. you know to i guess to describe the feeling i think it's that that feeling of not going anywhere after you spent so much effort Mm -hmm. um is how i would describe the feeling of of burnout you know if i if i were to give advice like i always tell my my viewers like if you're ever feeling burned out right you should or for any mmo for that matter it doesn't have to be bdo right is to kind of tailor your gameplay to like what kind of events are going on like for me i i always go really hard whenever there's a drop rate event going on you know but if there's not usually there's a life skill event a horse training event or a fishing event and then those are the times i take 
to set up the AFK life skills and then focus on other aspects of my life or play other games. And so I think burnout is in- inevitable for anything in life, but mm. it is something you can and should be managing. So, um, yeah, so I, I have a pretty unique take on burnout. Um, I, uh, I am leadership and leadership for a long time. I've also been a normal guild uh, member. I was in a PDX guild for like two years. Uh, and then I was in Vertex for a while and I didn't do much leadership stuff in there. So I know the kind of give and take uh, of your average player. And then I know what contributes to leadership. So I think for the average player, I think the problem with burnout is that um, people look at the game so one dimensionally. They feel like they have to be doing the most efficient um thing in the entire game or they're or they're wasting their time and i feel like a big part of not burning out um is just being willing to do different things um uh, so like whether it be life skilling or grinding or pvp or pve or pvx or whatever or the dungeon or what have you uh part of what keeps has kept me playing the game very very consistently over the past like seven years is that very much like the bedroom for jay and i we're willing to do anything so like we literally we will literally do any content <laughs> that we'll we need to. We'll throw some sus out there tonight, we, huh? we, we will do any content that we need to to try to keep the game engaging. <laughs> so whether it be live skilling or PvX or PvE or PvP, it really doesn't matter. Um, we kind of just keep playing the game no matter what. When we get tired of one thing, we kind of pivot to another thing. The problem is when you get mm-hmm. so one-dimensionally focused on doing one thing over and over again and you repeatedly fail or you repeatedly just don't reach your goal, it gets really exhausting. Mm. It's super mm. exhausting. Um, so I think for the average player, it's just a willingness to just try new things, which let's be honest, most people just they get into the rhythm and they don't want to do new things and then they get into a rut. Instead, the rhythm turns into a rut and then the rut turns mm-hmm. into, oh, I'm just not going anywhere um eventually because uh, they're not able to move anywhere so that's the average player i think as far as guild um like leadership goes that's a different problem entirely you have guild leadership who has to spend lord knows how much time every week i mean like i remember when i ran dismantle when i was the gm not the gm now uh trini has that burden um but like when i ran dismantled i remember it was roughly if when we were doing siege with three node wars a week and all that it was easily probably a 50 hour a week job mm-hmm. um to do the siege politics to make sure the bases are built recruitment handling people's mm-hmm. absent excuses handle people like handling people's activity uh managing the voice chat doing handling hr issues there's all kinds of things that go into managing a guild and managing a community uh that contribute to burnout and usually when guilds die in bdo it's it's really um so leadership burns it's out. really just the leadership saying they don't want to do it anymore um mm-hmm. um yeah so like I, I i just feel like that like there needs to be in order to stop that from happening because the leadership has to spend all this time managing the guild and managing the community that we don't actually get to play the game nearly mm-hmm. as much as like an average player um and so that that's kind of a big problem uh i think that they they were headed in the right direction with um handing gms like rewards for like pvp stuff like uh, like the black star gear and like the gm gear uh and stuff mm. like that but like there needs to be a lot more of those rewards for people that are in guild leadership now you got to be careful because some people run casual guilds and it's not nearly as hard for them to run a casual guild as it is for someone to run uh, a full-blown siege guild right like roots in in show works tremendously harder than a pvx guild player 
um mm. who leads his pvx guild regularly right so like there needs to be a trade-off there but i think the rewards for leadership it, they need to be dramatically increased i'm talking mm -hmm. you need to hand these people um big boy rewards like maybe a value pack every month i know that sounds crazy but like if you're if you're running a siege guild and your guild is going to siege regularly and actually participating i think that the leadership especially the gm particularly and then probably the advisor should get um that value pack every month or or something like that something that rewards them for their time because at a certain point you're like okay well i'm not getting paid for this um and i, <laughs> and I have a life you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i just can't i can't pursue this anymore uh and that gets really frustrating after a while so like i feel like leadership is definitely its own burden within bdo and i think the trick to to leadership is to just have a really active community um because that makes make getting officers that you can delegate stuff to uh, yep. a lot easier if you don't That's have an active community say. it just makes it so much harder go ahead yeah go ahead Tiltus. yeah the i think the biggest thing for community and the biggest thing i would like to see is honestly uh probably like give two advisor slots per guild to be completely honest like give one additional person the ability to do everything in the in the guild um because like for me I'm the advisor. That's why Epidemic works so well is because it's a GM that runs everything else. And then right. I handle all the Node War stuff yeah. week in and week out because that's kind of our dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, what happens is, is like, he's he'll leave. Like this weekend, he wasn't able to attend Siege. So then everything was on me for four days because he was out of town on vacation. So then I'm trying to do Siege, I'm trying to get a node, I'm trying to find allies for Siege, I'm playing around oh, with the base placement, like you're doing all this stuff, and it's then you also have the players coming to you going, hey, this happened, hey, this happened, hey, I need help with this, da 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 like it's all this extra stuff that suddenly happens. So like, if I could have another person that's on the same level as GM and advisor, that would be a great start. Um, and then also probably like give more staff roles to each guild as well because my like rule of thumb that i've always used in in games is like for every 10 people that you have you should probably have at least one officer to manage those 10 people so like the same thing because like officers are relevant now everybody in epidemic is an officer it doesn't matter um but uh like if you give 10 staff okay well now i have 10 staff members to manage the 100 officers that i have in the officers in quotation marks that i have in my guild um so like i would like to see that kind of change too. maybe make staff member a bit more uh meaningful of a role as well i don't know i feel like right, staff member is an amazing role i feel like they, they do you I, I just do so much right <laughs> now like, that i'm like a staff well, member who that Bro, well, if you get some better staff, dude, like what, to hire somebody that actually does stuff, you know what I mean? I like, will say, uh, I will say, let me real quick before we just like dog on like leadership responsibilities and stuff. The changes that they made to payouts with the point system oh, has God. made my life so much better. You know what I do for payouts now? I, I literally go, go you get a hundred points for every node war that you attend, and once you hit a certain point point value, you hit that tier of pay, and I walk away from it. I literally hit distribute bonus and i go i'm good oh that system is such bullshit i literally what? when i was in, i i used it for the first time like two weeks ago and i was like i was offended by how easy that system was like i really oh, yeah, i it was remember great. it's great oh, i remember God. i dismantled i spent hours 
literally you have to meticulously go through spreadsheets check checking oh, war God, attendance dude. kdas gbg attendance doing all this crazy who came to tax cart like you're just mind-bending <laughs> stuff absolutely mind-bending and, and trey's like oh no it's like super easy you just hit this button and you just click this and i was like yeah that's not fair Dude, I, I saw, suffered I saw you must so suffer offended as well when you first when you had that first part like he had me in the first half part. <laughs> I was, yeah what he said and then you, bullshit, you, I was like, like <laughs> 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 that's the best system that's face. ever been added to the game for leadership it was ever it was, it was so offending. good like, it was <laughs> offending how much easier it was god I, I'm sure I could still pull up a google doc or a google spreadsheet with members and their attendance for the week from four years ago where we had to track that stuff by hand oh, you'd sit we... there after war and manually go through and make sure yeah. everybody was on the spreadsheet that died oh during God. the node war and then there's always you had to like... take your you had to take your node war clip or your screenshots of node war by deaths to make sure that you got everybody because yeah, you have players that, hit zero. that don't get yeah. any kills you know i'm so sorry those are the very valuable meaningful players <laughs> that contribute to the guild yeah necromancer is going to make great use of those <clears throat> people don't you worry <laughs> but like i but... So yeah, like I, I actually just like they made that system so much easier, um, oh, yeah. which tremendously helps guild More leadership overall. Like but like yeah. I like so we 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 got region this week for the very first time in guild history, which was which was awesome. Um, but like so like for example, the guild boat, um, you get this really cool uh, guild boat called the galleon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about right? that. You get this really cool bo guild boat called the galleon, um, and within seconds of taking the territory. Um, that had already been given away uh, to somebody else. <laughs> and I was wow. like, honestly, that's okay. To be honest with you, I, I actually liked uh, that that happened. But, like, there should be more stuff like that. There should mm -hmm. be more really cool stuff that if a guild leadership is able to get into a region or is able to take three nodes in a week or two nodes in a week, that you should reward the top-end leadership of that guild for all of the work that they put in. For example, mm -hmm. uh, now um, Hartel, who's one of our guild leadership, um, and, and has worked very hard with us from the start of the guild, now gets to sail around on this badass, big fucking galleon of a boat <laughs> all week. It's just, like, so cool, right? Like, And so he gets to share in that victory more so than a general member would, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really cool. Um, and I think that they should add more stuff like that. Give unique things like the outfits um, yep. that they give for like holding a region. Like mm -hmm. if you win multiple node wars in a week, give temporary. If you win like two node wars in a week, give temporary outfits to like the staff and like the um, the advisor and the GM, right? Like give them like some some really cool. Even if it's not like a value pack or something like monetarily good, give them like mm -hmm. a really cool aesthetically pleasing um, thing. And honestly, the boat's like super, super OP. That, yeah, that thing boat, is super awesome. But it good. should yeah. be. It should yeah, be. Yeah, for the amount of work that you have to do. Yeah, it should the, be amazing. The funny thing is he's still making less money than I am per year. Uh, per day. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's wild that he's like, I can get my barter done in three hours now, Blue. And I'm like, and I can make more money than that in 30 minutes? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but Reduce your expectations to yeah, zero. <laughs> exactly. Super cool things like that are, I think, what needs to be changed about guild leadership mm -hmm. to help prevent burnout. Because like when a guild dies in BDO, it's just a leadership saying, we just don't want to do it anymore. And every mm -hmm. time a guild dies in BDO, there's a handful of players, at least a handful of players, 10 to 15 or 20 or 30 or even 40 players, that just say, all right, we're done too. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they, they don't want to go through the effort of trying to get into a new community and get into yeah. a new guild and meet new people. Like, they, it's just too much for them, so they all quit too. 
So encouraging these guilds to stay active is so critical in trying to keep Mm -hmm. the whole community as a whole active. Sorry, Tiltus, go ahead. The reason Epidemic always does well right when we come back and it doesn't take us any ramp-up time is because that's the exact situation that we have. Leadership goes, I think I'm done for a while. And then all the members that are our core go, you know what? I could be done for a while too. And then in the six months when everybody's like, I got the itch, I got the itch. We put out a ping and all of a sudden there's 20 members that came straight back and you're like, okay, boys, we go again. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, burnout's a thing. I have players in leadership right now that are, that are slowly burning out as well that are, you know, Hey, I've got to take a break for a little bit. I'm on the cusp of like, Hey, I need to just shot call. Like, somebody else handle everything else let me just shot call wars you know i'll show up and do that um so i burnout and leadership is a real thing and you guys especially if you're a player make it easy for your leadership dude they try their fucking asses off for you guys every week week in and week out so make sure you guys are like make their lives easier um Obviously, that being said, I get trolled like 99% of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I get trolled 99% of the time. I'm doing anything in the game by my guildies. So, like, you know, I don't need any but... more DMs, bro. Just stop. <laughs> Please stop. don't DM me anything. Bro, yeah. Trini, but... Trini was out for last week, so I basically had to run the guild. Uh-huh. Um, and I woke up, and it was like I was having flashbacks to Nam. Um, mm-hmm. I would wake up and I had like 30 DMs from like 18 different people that are all just mm-hmm. like, hey, Blue, my power is set to go out from the hours of 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. <laughs> so I'm not going to be there for the first hour and a half of Siege, but I'd like to hear up anyway. Like, I, it's so... <laughs> every little thing. That was like, an exact message that he got from somebody because that was no way idea. too specific not no, to be. No, no, no. <laughs> like, there was, well, there was one time... <laughs> There was one time in Dismantled where I like I it's one of my top clips. Like people people love referencing this is when we're in the middle of siege, right? And this guy mm-hmm. hits these tet bags gloves. And we're we're out here getting we're out oh, here getting no. farmed by ACOC. Oh, and this no. dude hits tet bags gloves. And I said I just hit the G, like it was on stream and everything. I yep. hit G, scrolled down to his name and just immediately G kicked him. I was like, I have done that as well. Yep. Out of here. I was, <laughs> I was not having it. That yep. kid, came, that kid had bailed on me like three times in yep. a row for siege, like a day of siege, an hour before. He's like, Blue, I can't make it because. Uh, I don't know, I've been e- I've been in the ER for six days. I'm like, well, you didn't think to tell me like five days ago. Um, <laughs> but like, he, you know, there's always some crazy excuse every week. And this mm-hmm. particular week, he w- he was like, like 20 minutes before, so he's like, "Blue, I can't make it. My power just went out." And I'm like, "Of course it did." Um, and I'm like, yeah, "Okay, whatever, man. Sounds good." <laughs> and then we're in the middle of siege, and we are in the trenches taking grenades, man. We are we're getting absolutely baja blasted by APOC over and over again. But everybody's out there, and we're having fun. Um. And I saw the and Ted Beck and I just mentally, I just snapped. <laughs> I was like, guy. that guy is gone. Um, I, I, was, I was not I've been having there. it. I've done and, that. Mandatory, mandatory node wars and mandatory sieges are a thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're in the middle of it and you're not hitting caps and this player hasn't shown up for a week and you're like, bye, oh, <laughs> go yeah, find a new guild to hang out yeah, in. Sorry, bud. Yeah, those are gone. Yeah, those are gone. <laughs> um okay all right so let's let's pivot off burnout here i feel like we've talked about this uh uh enough here i don't want to beat a dead horse too much on it uh now i want to pivot over to some content that um seems pretty dead to be honest with you overall no yeah, one ever this talked is the about actual this. dead horse yeah underwater gathering <laughs> this is what? this is a concept so like what? yeah exa- i know 
Um, so, on a, sh shut up. Shut up. I like both content. Okay, I I always have to get it in, bro. I have to. I, I have, to, I I have made, to slide in some sort of ocean. I made content. my stuff. I made all um, on my first account. I made all my shit. So like the frigate. I know. I know about underwater gathering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I did. I I made a frigate too because I just wanted to have the yep. most badass boat on the whole water at the time. And then mm -hmm. I realized this is useless. Um. Like, because when it first came out, the frigate was basically useless. But, like, do you guys, the first question I'm going to ask is we always approach this kind of content. Do you find underwater gathering fun? Take the rewards away. Take all, everything away. Do you actually find the act of underwater gathering fun? Tilt this, all right, you know what, Jay? Go ahead. Mm. Um, okay, so. Hang on. Can we preface this question? Have you ever mm. underwater gathered? I have, actually. Okay. Yeah, when it, when I first started playing BDO, the first long-term thing that I worked on was actually building an Ethereum sailboat. Yeah. As for whether I had fun, though, you know, I don't think it was directly with underwater gathering that I was had, having fun with. It was more so the feeling that it was making progress towards a long-term goal, which was mm. fun. So that's that's what how I would describe underwater. A sailboat. The Ethereum sailboat. Oh. <laughs> that was a, that's a long-term goal back then. That was back in 2018, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. when your workers made it. They just yeah. didn't yeah. that shit out for free. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, is that the only reason you guys underwater gathered? Was was for the frigate? Is that for it? the boat? Yeah, for the most yeah. part. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, and Tilt this, did you like underwater gathering? The or act it of just... it is not bad. It's unique. The, my biggest complaint with it, with it is the fact that your swimming is tied to a pearl shop item. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but they've fixed they've fixed that. They made they made <laughs> swimming faster now. Like you can actually swim faster. There's also well, corsair too. So like, give me a swimming outfit. You make let me make a swimming outfit. God damn it. Here's here's yeah. an idea. I here's an idea. So you, you you don't have to buy the pearl shop item. You can avoid that expense. You just roll all of your critical life skills over to a corsair, and then you <laughs> gather on the corsair. So you spend a hundred dollars, roll all that over to the corsair, and then you don't have to buy a shark outfit. Wow. Problem, wow. Problem solved. I don't know why more people don't do that. Um, <laughs> it seems cheaper than buying a shark off. That's crazy. That's yeah, for sure. main gather. <laughs> the math is checking out here. Um, but yeah, no, so, okay, so I've definitely underwater gathered a lot more than you guys. Because um, I used to do it for, I mapped out the whole, once I figured out this for was fun? a thing. Uh, yeah, for fun, I just mapped out the whole ocean bottom. It's cool. Um, I, I, it's cool. Uh, again, have you so, been underwater in some of those caves and tunnels and shit? It's dope. Yeah. So, like, I, um, if you don't believe me, again, like, we talked uh, in a previous episode about how, like, I, you know, I also discovered dead tree essence in a similar way because I was making weenie loony elixirs and no one mm -hmm. knew where to gather moss tree sap. So I was just running around figuring out where and mapping where all the moss trees were. I did the same thing. And then I happened to stumble on um, dead tree essence. Um, you know what I mean? So I was the first one mm -hmm. to discover that. In the same vein, I was like, I'm going to go map the ocean bottom. Why are you going to do that? Because I'm having fun with it. Why not? You know? So I would just dive and I would, and I would kind of map out like what was where and stuff. And I absolutely loved... The idea that I could get very unique and meaningful items like lobster at the time was like super critical. Mm. And like like swimming up on a coral, I'm like, oh, 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 like, like this one's open. You know what I mean? Because they had like really yep. long cooldowns. So you, you'd swim up on like one of these big clams um, and, and you're like, oh, cool. And then you gather on it and you're like, oh, I got to proc off my hedgehog. That'd be super cool. I don't know. It was just really satisfying. But um, and it was really hard to do. Um, I, a lot of people just kind of left alts that were sitting like underwater in front of the 
the clams and stuff, which made it a little mm. less fun um, overall. But I, I still, I really enjoyed underwater gathering. Uh, and then they they introduced this concept with like it was really good for a long time. And then they introduced the Oasis event, which was ultimate like the original Oasis event, not the cheap knockoff that we have currently. Um, like the original Oasis event basically killed underwater gathering because the Margoria seafood meal was used to create the Balanos meal and everybody made Balanos meals. And also people used food rotations at the time and the Margoria seafood meal was critical in those food rotations um, mm. because there were not nearly as many meals and trying to get your crit and stuff. And HP was a big valuable resource back then. But anyway, the Oasis event kind of took that away from everybody. And then they changed crown meals to be objectively better than food rotations for a while. Mm. Um, and so it, it kind of killed underwater gather gathering inadvertently, but then they said that they were going to come out with this cool new thing called um, the Margoria, like, deep sea expansion, right? And we got the first one, and that was, like, the Carex and stuff, right? We got all the Carex and all and all that um, extra Okia's eye and, like, the bartering. All that system came at once, and they said there was going to be a second um, mm. patch. And again, yeah. this is we, we go back to Jay standing up there on the stage and literally lying to my face for two <laughs> hours during the Calpheon ball. Mm. Um, like, I um, like he told us they promised us multiple times, like, oh, they even gave it a date that they were gonna release it. They were like, this one's gonna release in June, yeah. and then the next one's gonna release in like July, August. And we're like, oh, sick. And then it just never came. And then they were like, yeah, it just doesn't work. They they showed us pictures of like deep sea diving. Right, and they showed us like more boats and stuff, like customization, yellow gear for your boats and stuff, and that was all going to be in the second expansion. And then we never got it. It's like mm -hmm. I feel like underwater gathering. Maybe you don't give that to us, but underwater gathering could be dramatically improved if you added something like deep sea diving to the game. Um, would Just you a guys? New life skill, yeah. Would you guys do? do oh, hold yeah. up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> your brain, your brain just expanded three times on that one. How wait, we talked about Hiring. climbing. What? We talked about climbing and we didn't talk about diving? What is going on right now? I like how your train of thought just immediately stopped. Like, wait. Wait, that's actually a good idea, but you gotta make it good. But that yeah. up, this man actually just had a good idea. Yeah, like a really good idea. Hire him. Hire him now. And the higher level your deep sea gathering is, the longer you can stand or water. Mm -hmm. You could you could like craft an outfit, <laughs> you, can swim like, faster. you know, like a big outfit that we see every at every a intro. Diving suit. Yes, every mm -hmm. intro to every Calpheon ball is always just pearl abyss, and they're like panning through the ocean. I'm like boat content, and like there's no boat content. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you got debated every time. Every time, if this deep sea diving mask, don't tell me you don't have it in the game. I know you have it. Um. They're like, you know, the deep sea diving thing would be really cool. Yeah. And there's something, if you guys ever, of course, you've never dove below, below Okia's eye before. Um, but there's already areas within the game where if you dive into the center of Okia's eye where you would do something like con, uh, if mm -hmm. you dive into that pool and go under the water, there's actually an area down underneath that, that's kind of covered by like a tidal pool. But if you look through the tidal pool, it won't let you get through. But if you look through the tidal pool, you can see all these brand new things that you've never seen before, gatherable items down there and different things and like different types of coral um, and reefs and stuff that... Yeah, we've never been able to see before in the game, and you very clearly can't you can't really dive all the way down there with the with the current uh, equipment that we've got. So like, I know that they at least tried to put areas like this into the game, mm -hmm. um, and just never followed through with it. And I would really like to see that. Um, do you feel like like so? Let's let's step away from deep sea diving for a minute and go back to the underwater gathering. Do you guys feel like like it definitely needs a buff, right? But mm -hmm. how do you think it should be buffed? 
Do you think the rewards should like? Do you think you just get give them more lobster, or do you think that like give them more um, deep sea fruit? Um, personally, you want know my personal opinion? I think you just make coral crystal, that little stuff that makes the deep sea elixir, mm-hmm. make that drop like really regularly, from mm-hmm. from only underwater gathering. That well, I think that would make it were like... immediately relevant because that's one yeah. of the most critical consumables in the game for late game content. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be really good. Like it, it, it revives underwater gathering, it gets people doing mm-hmm. it again, uh, and it's already mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, there's there's a fairy skill that everybody immediately rerolls, but I actually have uh, that gives you thirty second underwater breathing. So like, yeah, you know, you, uh, guess who also has that? You had it too. I... Yes, oh gosh, dude. I told you that, I enjoyed it. Like it's it's just dumb little not lucrative, thing. but it's nice. Like I I enjoyed deep sea diving. It gave unique content to the game, which is something that yeah we always talk about wanting. So right. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, Tiltus. I just buff it. Just make it good. Like it's uh, I, that's gonna be my shtick until life skills become fantastic and we have life skillers on NA again. Is just make life skilling fantastic. Make it good. Make players want to do it. The boat, the underwater gathering is some of the most unique content that exists currently in the game. Why is it bad? I know. It just all it requires just a very small buff. Uh huh. A very small. And the buff. thing and is, is like bam. there's like all these systems already exist in the game for it. Like uh, the elixir, the the seal was it something seal elixir, uh, the yeah, blue one. Elixir. Yeah. Um, like that already exists. The fairy underwater breathing already exists. Um, the the deep sea mask, you know, is supposed to exist. Uh, weren't there flippers in somewhere near uh, Glish that you could get to, or am I misremembering that? You can get a Naga suit, but I don't know anything about flippers. Okay, um... maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But there's like all this stuff that already exists for underwater gathering, and it's just bad. <laughs> right. Like. Give it, give it unique drops that PVPers need, and all of a sudden there will be a super high demand for it, and people will go do the content. Like, yeah. besides running in circles, like I love yeah. life skilling. I will take my boat out there once a week, and I will go fucking deep sea diving, and I will gather up all those things to make everything myself for me. Be sick, um, yeah. mm-hmm. So I, I love it. I, yeah, Ooh. it's so cool. I still very vividly remember that little ravine that exists underwater where all the fucking uh, clams spawn when I was gathering glue for my sailboat. Like I still very yes. vividly yes. remember that exact. Everyone ravine. knows that spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, like that's a cool experience that players that are veterans of the game that did that content back for the boat. Like they know the yeah. exact ravine I'm talking about when I bring just that up. Just west of El Nasha Island or El Naha, uh-huh. I think it's El Naha Island. Yeah, and then you west. know another really cool place that existed that blue. I'm sure you've probably been to. Um, the end of Oh, I can't remember what quest it was. There was a you had to go dive real deep down into basically like history ruins. Do a trench, right? Yeah, I think it was a trench. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. It's been so many years. Are you talking about the that. one like southeast of of where Port Rat was? Uh, Port Rat was. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That one. It's like the, the end of a quest. E. Yeah. yeah. I did it that was for the end of a quest, and uh, it was one of the coolest quests that I've done because all of a sudden I was like. Oh, I've got to go out into the middle of the ocean and dive down, you know, like a minute's worth of swim time down to the bottom of the ocean to finish this quest. And it's like a history of ruin exists down there. It's really cool. Don't, but don't say those words in quick succession around me. 
<laughs> history of rune, history of rune, history of rune. Stop, stop. I will take my head off. I, um, but, flashbacks. You know, somebody, yeah, I know I'm flashbacks. Somebody in chat actually suggested a great idea. Deep sea or underwater treasure hunting. Deep sea Ooh. treasure hunting. Ooh. You can find like pirate chests and stuff. Or maybe you sink a pirate boat. So all those pirate boats that you kill on the water that are basically useless right that now. You like kill? especially the big one. Especially like the really, really big one, because they're basically useless, right? Mm -hmm. Make them like drop loot into the water underneath them, and then you could just dive down and like open up the chests, you know? Like that would be but super don't, don't sick. Don't make it don't, don't make it gold key chests or anything like that. Make oh, it no, something. Oh no, oh, yeah, don't, no, make don't it do that. Make it good. Yeah. yeah. But don't they they like to throw those keys around in random places in the game and I'm like, well, <laughs> hold yeah. up. Let's so don't give me useless. more of those. I know, like I, I saw like a glowing treasure thing and they were like, you got Margoria treasure. I'm like, oh my God, 200,000 toll silver. Mm -hmm. um, crazy. So like, yeah, no, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that they could do uh, with underwater gathering to make it super interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit uh, more on that vein. Tilt, just you wanted to touch on this, uh, this idea of just one hour. So we already have one hour grind buffs where you're like, mm -hmm. um, you can grind solo in like an instant yes. uh, server. Um, do you and somebody in your guild had suggested the idea of doing that same thing, but for life scaling? Mm -hmm. um, so you could you could life scale for one hour uh, unobstructed. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this is necessary, or like what do you think of the pros of this? Tilt as you go first, obviously. Um, I so I, it's funny because uh, like I run a PvP guild, so there's a couple of people in the guild where I'm like, hey, you know, something fun that you can do that will benefit you in PvP. Is to go do life skills. Um, it really does help you a lot to make your own elixir rotation, believe it or not. And it doesn't require a ton of time to do it. You know, you spend a couple of hours. So, and so we were on this conversation, and he was complaining about, uh, he was actually compla complaining about burnt spirit ashes, which is really funny uh, because I, previous podcast, if you watch my VODs of it, it's me just running around grabbing, <laughs> like gathering for burnt spirit ashes. What is burnt um, spirit ashes? What is that? That's what you need to make immortal elixirs. Oh, I've never actually gathered. Oh, yeah, when you gather very the, the uh, you yeah. gotta go gather Delosha flowers, Duh, and it is a dude. abysmal drop yeah. rate. But <laughs> we were we were talking about that, and then that transitioned into like how there are uh, limited quantities of uh, life skilling mats that you can acquire in the overworld. And he was complaining that like sometimes when he's out and about doing stuff, he will just get bombed by PVPers that are just like. Look at this person life scaling. Wait, I'm really? gonna murder you. No yeah. way. Especially deck target. I'm surprised you don't struggle with this as many decks as you have Hell on you no. all the time. Hell but no. like, it's a thing. Like sometimes you'll run across a war target while you're gathering, and you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> and like, so then you just get murdered on repeat until you server swap, um, which sucks because some things like truffle mushrooms have abysmal spawn rates. So like, you can swap to a server and there's no truffle mushrooms there. So now you can't gather that thing for the next hour or whatever um so the idea that he had was just like hey in order to, to combat some amount of pvp griefing which i don't think is super popular like i i, yeah, I don't I, feel I, like it does i gather on arsha it's it's very rare that somebody just like intentionally comes to like murder you well then um, leave the pvp server like what what <laughs> Well, no, I don't. I, I've, I've been griefed like twice gathering on Arsha ever. It's very rare that somebody's just like, hey, fuck that guy. Um, yeah. But uh, 
his suggestion was he didn't he'd want to get griefed by deck targets and i was like okay that's you know just server swap it's not that big a deal but my flip side of that thought that came out of that was there are rare materials that are very hard to get truffle mushrooms being one we talked about mithril gathering one time and the mithril nodes over in valencia um can't like relate got a are, in the market yeah there are things that are really hard to get that sometimes you're like dude i only have an hour to play like i don't have time to sit here and server hop for 45 minutes to try to find this this material that i'm looking for so like that's when your like elvia server would come in and like it could have its own cooldown that's unique to you for those materials but it would be nice to be able to just hop like hey i need to gather x amount of truffles okay well let me just hop into an elvia server real quick run the truffle mushroom rotation and then leave and i i know those are going to be there uh when i hop in because i haven't hopped in in eight hours or whatever so i think there it exists for grind spots and it would be a nice quality of life buff i think to life skillers to allow them to get some of the more difficult to get gatherables that are just like guaranteed you know once a day it's like hey once a day i can go run my truffles and i don't have to worry about them being there or not so i i kind of liked the idea just simply for the fact of it is an interesting idea i um, want to get some materials like have you ever g gathered truffles outside of heidel oh yeah many times it's, I've it's all brutal. over the brutal yeah mm -hmm. it's brutal to gather those things the mithril was another one that popped into my mind too mithril because is way I, worse I hopped to like, like six different servers to try to find mythal, and it was like miserable. You spend an hour just looking for a rotation that's up, and Double. then you find it, and you grind it in five minutes, and then you spend the next hour looking for another server that has mithril up on it. So, um, yeah, so it would be nice to just guarantee yourself at least like once a day. It's like, hey, I'm gonna hop in, and my life's my my mats are actually gonna be there for me to gather my two hundred mithril, whatever it is that you get from a single rotation. So Jay, what do you think about this? Do you think this is a good idea or do you think there's just problems with it? Um You know, I think it's it'd be a cool idea to like introduce more like event type things to happen in gathering. Um like what about gathering you know like there's world bosses for PvE? What if there's like a not necessarily a world boss for life skilling, but maybe like a world event? Um and oh, so yeah. like my like i had this interesting idea where maybe you know um at a scheduled time this world rift would open up somewhere about in the world you're talking about on like the lvs servers or yeah, like yeah. so so i'm talking about the you, i'm talking about marnie's realm where you get no, yeah, one hour sure. of unobstructed um, uh you know whatever but Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I think, um, I was more like relating it to it as like, because you know, like the Marty's realm would be an exclusive thing. So mm -hmm. I was getting into that exclusive with like the oh, rift, okay. basically as, yeah. as like a, uh, like, as an instance, basically. So you mm -hmm. would enter the rift, and inside there would be a very specific type of something together based on where the rift opened up. So let's say it, if it opened up in Bear, there would be a lot of herbs. If it opened up in Pilgrim's Haven, there would be a bunch of mineable rocks. If it opened up mm. in Akia's Eye, there would be a bunch of underwater things together. If it opened up in Odalita, there would be a bunch of Deloches or something. So I was thinking that could be like a world event that would give mm. people... Uh, and because it is instant, like you would, that would be your personal... Like you could just gather there for like I don't know Bro, how CMs. long does it take to take a to a world boss um like five ten minutes to kill a world boss right maybe you could hmm. gather in there for like five ten minutes so you Bro, just the get a CMs bunch of are, them, so. are actually taking notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. 
That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You just well, you I... have to go to a specific location to gather a specific thing at a at a generalized time that this rift appears, mm -hmm. kind of similar to a rift boss, where it's like, hey, go here, hop in an instance. I can gather this in excess while I'm in here for five, ten minutes or mm -hmm. whatever, and right. then you hop out. Yeah. Like and it, I like it. Would it. Only yeah, that's for that's cool. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a good event. Can't have that all the time though. Um, I think the biggest problem with Tiltus's idea is that a lot of the, the resources in the game are designed to be exactly that, limited resources. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like if you add and the one hour thing doesn't really it doesn't really work super well for gathering because like the things that you need or that you would want that are like competitive are on like right. such a long cooldown that you would like you're mm -hmm. you're done in thirty seconds. Like you would yeah. go into the instance, you would gather all the coral or, or like the the lobster or the the mm -hmm. mithril, for example, that you need, and then you're 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 done. You know what I mean? Like yep. you can't swap servers. So like, I I think there's issues with it. Um, but that's kind of what I was it's saying. An interesting is like, idea. It, it, um, it guarantees you one rotation a day. Because there are days like when I was doing the mithril grind for the fucking horse armor and shit. Like there was there was one or two days where I hopped on, I jumped to like four or five different servers, and I was like. All right, I'm just not gathering mythol today. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Because you think about like it, like that, you hop, yeah. you hop through all your home channels, and then you spend the next half hour hopping to other channels to try to find it. You've spent now a half hour looking for a channel with mythol on it. I'm like, right. bro, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, yeah. I work a nine hour day. I get home. I have four hours to play video games, not including the time it takes to eat. Like sometimes I just want to hop on, do one quick rotation of whatever life skill it is, and, and hop right. out. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, so I mean it's it's a great idea. Um okay, now I want to move now I want to move to something that is just criminally underused content. Oh, no. Um Papu Crania. This content <laughs> this content is dead on arrival. This was so poorly executed. This but it has so much it has so much potential. Um like when the devs introduced this they were like you're going to have to choose a side who's the otters or the papu or whatever. Um and you're gonna have to fight for your side and like you can earn rewards and stuff. We're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then they introduced it and you literally have to turn into like a like a papu and go like murder a crab. It's like the most underwhelming, <laughs> horrendously <laughs> executed content that, in, that probably exists in BDO. And I say that knowing full well that we just talked about underwater gathering um, and bartering. Like, well, this here's is... the thing. I've done underwater gathering and bartering. You know what I haven't done in the game? Papu Crania. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but, okay, so hear me out. All right, so the lore, the reason I want to talk about this is that we were talking in the previous episode about potential lore things, right? Like pitting the, the player base against each other, whether it be through regions and stuff. I think mm -hmm. that this would be a super fun way. You could make events around it and stuff, which would be super cool. So, like, where you have to, like, ally yourself with a side. Right, mm -hmm. uh, and the PVPers mm -hmm. can get involved because on Arsha servers, um, you could have Papu fighting Crania, and every time Papu kills somebody, uh, they get a point uh, for their team, or they get some sort of drop or something. I don't know something uh, that rewards them. Um, and um, so the PVPers can get involved, the life skillers can get involved because they can pick a side, and then they can get drops while they gather or while they do any uh, every, you know, various life skills and turn them into an NPC, which will give them some sort of reward. And then if their team wins. They get like a reward at the end. Right? It's like the otters won. Woo! Everybody cho that chose otter gets, you know, this extra like seven day title or, or something, you know, something mm -hmm. minimal. But like, there's so much potential in the game because you could pit the player base against each other. Um, mm -hmm. And like, this is like, I, th I felt like when it came out, they did the way they described it was so cool. Because again, you're, you go, okay, I'm going to pick the, uh, the popper, I'm going to pick the otters. And then like, there was this thing at the, the Termian Beach last year. Did you guys do this event? 
um the Charmian event the summer event last year there was like oh, with the said, castles yes and we were like mm. yeah they were like all right you're gonna be able to fight each other on the beach papu versus Karina. i'm like okay here we go and then they turned me into a <laughs> fucking otter um and i ran down the beach and just spammed the same button over and over again and again it's just sucking the fun out of everything that was fun for all of like one or two goes and then we were just done with it um they need to just apply it to the player base as a whole make it competitive for life skills or pvp uh you can do everything you can basically mm -hmm. add it to every aspect of the game and also the island itself okay so let's take away this whole this whole crap thematic this is just a wash this is just not this is not working none of that works anymore the, the quest line sucks the crab sucks the whole thing sucks uh keep the island the way that it is but you could make it kind of like an rbf style thing where people are fighting each other all over the island, allied with one side or another. AOS map. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, maybe not. Okay, well, chill. Have you been on the island before, bro? It's not, there's not a chance, man. Um, but, like, like they could have objective points, like a capture the flag game, right? And if you're on the Papu side, you have to mm -hmm. jump through and try to capture the flag, or, or you have to defend the flag, you know? They, they could do, like, a capture the flag thing, and then, like, the Papus win, the Otters win, you get a certain amount of rewards if your team wins, stuff like that. They could make it this super, super fun content. And I feel like that it's just criminally underrated. I don't know. How yep. do you guys feel? I mean, I'm not underrated. It, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it was criminally released in the state that it is. Um, it's just <laughs> literally some of the worst content I have seen them release, and that's saying something. Um, so, Oof. like, yeah, like, I, I don't say that very often, but, like, I'm very critical of Papu Kurnia. Uh, what do you guys think about this content now that I've kind of spoken my piece on it? Uh, Jay, why don't you go first? You know, I think it was a cute piece of content at the time, and I, I did do the content. It was a journal entry, and so I, I, I'm kind of a completionist, so I did finish the, the entire journal for it, all the quest lines for it. But I feel like, okay, hear me out, I might be overthinking things, and most likely I am, but what if the devs were trying to sort of establish how players would react to factions? Uh, you know, otters yeah. versus papus is something they've been doing for so long, especially, you know, during the summer events you were just talking about, right? But what if otters and papus is actually alluding to actual factions in the future, like right. Calpheon versus Valencia? You know, we well, would have to side with one of them and perhaps the mechanics evolve, you know, what side you picked. Right. And so that's what I'm thinking they were trying with pop. Maybe they were trying to gather data. I don't know. This is just like a speculation. And I'm probably overthinking it, but you know, we have seen them know, do that maybe. kind of stuff before, so you're not well. We want faction <laughs> stuff, <laughs> though. It's yeah. just such bad content. We were all super excited for it. It's just so poor. No one wants to turn into an otter and beat the crap out of a crab, bro. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's buggy, it was miserable. Like, it wasn't because we didn't like the faction aspect of the system, mm. it's because it sucks. Um, <laughs> like. Like, if you're going to try to test, if that's the case, if you're going to try to test something, at least make it, like, good or introduce it in an event, right? You, mm -hmm. don't, you don't test it by introducing it as content. You introduce it as a potential event, and then the winning side gets, like, a little Papu hat that they can wear as, like, a cosmetic thing or an otter hat because that's cute. Again, you could keep the idea of this cute finesse. You know, it doesn't have to be, like, Valencia versus Calpheon, we're going in, <laughs> you know? Um, but, like, it, it could be, like, super cute, and then, like, life schoolers can compete, too. And I think that you you would really, you would see probably the player base come together because they would love that kind of a faction thing, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, God mm-hmm. forbid they introduce some sort of system where, like, you could pick the region that you like the most, and then you're fighting for that region all week. And by fighting, I mean, of course, again, you gather with life skills, um, mm-hmm. hunting or horse training. You're contributing um, in some yeah, form. Everybody contributes mm-hmm. in some way to that region, and if you, you pick the winning region, you get some sort of a reward. We like that. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys. I would, oh, oh, man, how to get me to play the game. Put me in a yeah. faction and send me. Um, so I love that stuff. Go ahead, Douglas. Yeah, so I've never done the content, so my my views on it are very limited, but I know it's bad, so I just refuse to do it because it's bad. <laughs> um, I'm one of those players. If the content bad, I'm not doing it. There's no way you can make me do it. Um, but I we've talked about factions so many times. Factions are so good, um, and I really like the idea of there being a faction in the game. I wish it was fun because I would play the shit out of it. Um, but I think factions are like a nice thing. I mean, the game's already got such heavy PvP elements that already exist where you're already putting your player base against itself. Um, like factions would be a neat idea. And if, I mean, Papu versus Kurnia is like a, a faction-based thing, then it sh- they need to elaborate on it to make it more entertaining for players to do and blue's idea of having everybody just contribute is a fantastic idea um did you guys ever play for honor like way back in the day uh no i do you know what it is you know what it is Mm -mm. explain it to me it is a um so it's a sword (laughs) i don't know how to describe it it's a it's a sword versus sword type game where it's the combat's like fairly realistic and there was three factions that existed in the game you had the vikings you had the eastern faction you had european faction um and there was no like like you're saying there wasn't like a world versus world where you were directly pitted against each other you picked a faction when you started playing the game and then as you did things in the game you would get points for the faction and then whoever won at the end of four weeks or whatever the time limit was would get you know some kind of reward for it um so i love things like that um eso has factions in it wow has factions in it guild wars 2 had factions in it like factions are good they get players like really heavily invested and if you make it if you make it in such a way to where it's not just restricted to PVE, it's it, you can do plenty of other things for it as well. Um, you would probably see an influx of players like doing a bunch of stuff, you know, at random times. Um, it, it would just be interesting content for sure. At the very, it, release it for an event, make it a six week long event and try it out and just, you know, slap Papu and Krenia on whatever, you know whatever thing you're doing and now all of a sudden like you know i'm life skilling you know for multiple hours every day because i'm trying to get points you know or you know um i'm pvping on arsha you know make it an arsha event where it's like if you're on arsha you're part of a faction pick it when you you know pick it when you log into arsha for the first time boom here you go at the end of it you get whatever kind of rewards so faction good bring faction don't make it super sweaty pvp oriented though i like blue's idea everybody contributes in their own way right but factions uh, good. Factions really help players like latch into the game and want to correct. do something in the game. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things parts about the game is that, like, the developers make all this amazing lore and just none of us give a, f- a flying oh, yeah. shit about it because again, there's no reason for us to invest. But if you made factions a part of it and make mm-hmm. like, the, okay, this is the reason that I'm rallied behind this faction mm-hmm. people would be much more invested in the yeah. lore and trying to like be involved in that and we mm-hmm. might actually watch cutscenes mm-hmm. uh if we were watching i don't know 
um you know the Velian prince <laughs> beat the crap out of the valencian yeah. soldiers like that like that yeah. <laughs> you know stuff 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 kind of like that yeah right, go ahead, they could even do like cool little like uh you know some kind of event outfit for your faction where you wear the outfit and anytime you have the outfit on you're contributing to your right. faction like yes. there's all these like super simple ways to do it but if you if you tie in a cosmetic to it a title to it some kind of like reward that's not necessarily silver just to get players kind of hype around it like players will do it man they'll the rock look deep okay there's so many players invested <laughs> into that okay like players will do it um and factions is a totally underutilized thing that exists in video lore that we don't ever see so like i'm definitely definitely on board for factions of some kind even if it's an event would be a really cool event put it all over twitch put it all over your adverts you know from the week of da 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 to da 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 you are you know take part in the faction war of bdo and then you get to do your faction wars that you said we were going to get two months or two years ago that just fell into the abyss and never came up again just revamp the idea a little bit so again that was back in the days when jay just stood up on the stage and lied to me for two hours there was so much hype around it there was Bro, so the much hype wars around it looks, sounded so cool yeah. like and everybody was so excited like, about it yeah. like and it's it free just... it's free content it's low-hanging fruit oh man it's just so brutal to think about <laughs> server i mean but like <laughs> but like this is my way of kind of getting server wars but not getting server wars right like mm -hmm. you just you pit people against each other in a very fun way, but it also gets people invested in the game a lot more heavily, and mm -hmm. people play a lot, more, a lot more actively because of it, uh, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, I, Jay's going to go study every bit of lore to make sure that he picks the faction that he most agrees with. Like, we already know this. <laughs> he better release a YouTube video on it so that players like me can go watch said YouTube video and be like, oh, I like this faction more than the other faction. Like, there's, <laughs> like, okay, oh, I'm a dude. lore nerd. I'm a lore nerd, not for BDO. Dark Souls? I know everything about the game inside and out. I know the development cycle. I know how they created the game. I know where the game got inspiration from. I have the art books. I have statues. Like, literally, my profile picture on Twitch is me and Artorius's helmet from Dark Souls. Like, I love Dark Souls. It's my favorite game. And one of the best things about that is the lore aspect that's there is very much like BDO lore. You have to go look for it. It is not spoon-fed to you. You have to go search for it. You have to go look at You have to read items. You have to read, uh, you know, random knowledges that you've gotten. But where is our, like, content creator that's like, hey, I'm the BDO lore guy. Like, if you give players a reason to invest into the lore that's already there, especially with something like factions where we're going to go hard search for that, you're going to get people that creep into it, and they're like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna go watch that video because I want to see. I want to know everything about Calfion before I sign up for him. So, yeah, Blue's I mean, chuckling. Jay, why? Why are you it's chuckling? Because, it's because there are a lot of lore videos out there. Um, <laughs> but they would be way better. You're right if they introduced this kind of a system. Jay, if you were gonna say something about the lore. Me, Sorry, Jay, lore guys, that was my bad. <laughs> Jay, you were gonna say something about the lore earlier. Did you? Was there something you wanted to add about? Um, oh, I, I was thinking. Uh, well, this. Uh, I was going to make it like another topic for next week, but I think we can talk a little bit about it here. But I was thinking I was ho when you mentioned like lore and stuff for like factions, I was thinking maybe the story and lore could be more involved with the world of BDO. So let's say they have the story is, you know, they, they, they create this narrative where, you know, Calfion versus Valencia, depending on which pack faction you pick. Um, let's say like de depending on who wins, that would affect 
that side of the world. So let's say, you know, Calfion wins over Valencia, maybe Valencia is in ruins, and then that would reflect in the world of BDO and it would change the environment. Could could be also with um, PvE lore too. Maybe let's say Hadoom is invading, I don't know, Heidel because, you know, Serenda Elvia. Maybe the world of, you know, the region of Serenda is in ruins because, I don't know, the faction didn't win to to defend it, or maybe you did win and then it, they're fighting it back, but they're also pushing, you know, basically the, 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 the world of BDO and the mechanics of BDO are changing depending on what players do. So I think that would be... Uh, an interesting event. topic to to continue talk about it. That could be the event that was um, Tiltus right. talk, was talking about. A big so. event like that would be so <laughs> sick. A dynamic world in BDO. Mm. I would lose my goddamn mind if they had some kind of dynamic world event like that. Like WoW did it, but WoW changed the entire yeah. game when they did it. So, but it exists. <laughs> like these concepts already mm. kind of exist in other games, and that would be. I would. Can you imagine the player base that would all of a sudden pop up to just hard grief Serendia if you put her Hadoom <laughs> versus Serendia? There would be so maybe many players with, on Hadoom's maybe, side. They don't even care. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah, I was, maybe players will go to Hadoom's side. Yeah, exactly. Will destroy like, him they don't even care. They're just like, man, it'd be so sick. Can you imagine like you show up to Heidel and, and all of a uh -huh. sudden like all of Serendia except for like the two channels of every server is just permanently Serendia Elvia like you have to just live in this abysmal you know circumstances if you're not on like you know a certain channel um mm -hmm. like I don't know there, there's all sorts of cool concepts they should totally theory craft that hint hint wink wink uh take factions and run <laughs> with it make cool world events like Jay suggested that would be I would I'd lose it I would absolutely lose it if they created some cool world event like that Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I just want to know what your guys' <laughs> thoughts on it were. I, I, I didn't realize that that's a kind of a hot topic right there. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah dude. All right. I uh, love faction content. It's sick. Uh, one of the last things, because we only have a few minutes left. Uh, one of the last things I kind of wanted to talk about, because um, I had a lot of things, but well, I'll skip to potentially the collab event. Now, the last time that Pearl Abyss did a collab, it Bugatti. Bugatti. Bugatti, baby. The Bugatti collab still runs it. So legendary. Whether you love the Bugatti outfit or you hate the Bugatti outfit, everyone loved the Bugatti event. I still see people riding around with their horses. Oh, yeah. They have four horse outfits and the wagon. It's all decked out in Bugatti. The wagon is going no faster. That's awesome. But it's... And their horse trainer is also riding in a Bugatti set. Bugatti outfit, it's an yeah. absolute unit, a specimen of evolutionary oh. um, prowess. Um, but like, <laughs> I, do you guys want another collab event like that, or do you feel like the, oh, the Bugatti event didn't didn't really hit it? Um, uh, uh, Jay, we'll touch on you first. Um, probably not. I would, <laughs> I would like if if, if they're gonna do collab events, I would like it to be more. Uh, game focus what was that previous event with um they had this world boss berserk. or whatever oh not berserk. was it berserk i think was it was berserk the berserk that was the very one? first one that they did and i didn't get that outfit yeah. i'm to this day mad I yeah that i did because it was <laughs> such a good outfit and they never offered it again i was like, looking for that outfit it was it, someone was like posting pictures on it and i was just like hey where did you get that it's from the berserk event that that's from like ages ago and i think mm -hmm. that would be it would be more interesting to see those kinds of events where it's more um you know, fantasy and game oriented than 
because um, when you start bringing in these like i don't know bugatti maybe i don't know if they made a lot of money with bugatti but definitely uh, i feel like bugatti would not fit in the world of <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting how dare uh, you interesting collab it was, it was an interesting collab <laughs> with our medieval um times uh like arcane thematic i don't know what you mean bugatti mm -hmm. is a company that prides itself <laughs> on medieval architecture um i clearly Clearly. I think it would be really cool to have another collab event. We haven't seen oh, one yeah. in a couple of years. It's really hype. There's there's like uh there's all kinds of stuff that kind of goes into it. Um so I don't know. I just kind of want to see your guys thoughts on it. Now, they could also add things to the game like decals during um well they could do this for Papu Kurnia or for like the, oh, yeah. the faction. That was they my immediate decals. thought, yeah. Yeah. They could add decals for <laughs> the factions. About it, it's like, and then they could also me... add decals for the collab event. So like yeah. Let me decals tag are... shit in BDO. Yes. So, like, you know, in Overwatch, <laughs> they can like spray surfaces temporarily yeah. with um mm -hmm. with like different uh, logos yeah. and things like this. I think that they should add that to BDO, and you can mark your grind spot. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? I, I like you could come grief me. Come this spot taken. Come grief me. It would be super. I would like cool. to see it on the on the tent. I think the tent it would fit the yeah. tent really well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just of course I would just I would buy the digital icon or the cho I would just buy the Cho Nation icon and just spray it on the rock and they're like, oh, somebody from Cho's grinding here, and then they would just leave. <laughs> um, but like you could give guilds like decals that they could spray on things. Like there's so mm -hmm. many applications you could put it on your outfits. Right, mm -hmm. there's so many different applications that you could use for this. Um, horse gear, boat gear, like, yeah, like, and I would throw money at the game <laughs> for stuff so like that. So, I, I was asking Blue earlier before the podcast what the heck a decal is, and I can't be the only one who didn't know what it was. But if anybody who doesn't know what a decal is, D A C A L, it's kind of like how the guild logos would appear on in game objects, such as flags or posters, and that's what a decal is. I just wanted to let people know because, yeah. you know, I didn't know, and maybe other people don't I, know what, what the frick a decal it's, was. It's so. a sticker. I always have it's thought of it like a sticker. You're sticker slapping <laughs> it's, it's, something. It's you a sticker know? logo, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they get, like, we would just start, like, wouldn't you guys, you guys would spend money on stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, this I mean, is a slam it's, dunk. It's low hanging fruit, but let me tie it back to something. It's the freest money that they've ever obtained in their entire lives. Let me tie um, it back to something real quick. Uh, what if staff members and advisors and guild masters could tag shit with their with the guild icon randomly? Yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah, that'd be super there you sick go. too, man. <laughs> now, like, now, now you have a little incentive to be staff member at the very least. Like, hey, I could slap our guild logo wherever I'd I like want. everyone. To, honestly, I'd like everyone to be able to do it. <laughs> put that shit everywhere bro uh, that'd be super cool and not even just the guild logos you could have like then you could put like creator events and stuff too mm -hmm. and people could like decal their their like choices logo or jacob's mm -hmm. vtube model uh on like you know different uh services <laughs> that would be super cool though it, you know what it'd i mean be hard in, for in me and blue. it would just be a bald head or a cue ball Stop it would just it. be like <laughs> it would just be a reflective like the a sun is just beaming surface, yeah. i swear if if jay gave me a decal that was literally and it's just like this reflective i look like a moon i would be so upset with him i would i would drive to korea i would drive through the pacific ocean drive, you think yeah, i wouldn't you, <laughs> you think i wouldn't um but yeah no i just feel like uh decals and stuff um uh also emos 
right? I yeah. feel like there's a lot of toxicity in BDO. Twitchy uh, notes. <laughs> um, like around the PvP community and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they already kind of have the e these emotes in the game. But like, if you could emote kind of like League where this big icon appears above your head and it's just like this, you know, this programmed thing that you can you could buy more off the marketplace or they could make it, God forbid, rolly boxes for like different emotes no, and God, stuff. No, God, no boxes, um, no boxes. Yeah, Please but God. they could make all kinds of different emotes, and instead of like spamming, like even people that were chat banned or chat like that, then they could get really strict about the chat restriction because you could just spam your emotes all the time above your head, and you could turn it off, of course. Um, you'd have to add, have an option to turn that kind of stuff off. But like emotes and stuff would be really cool. Um, mm -hmm. decals would be really cool. Anything like that that allows us to customize uh, our gameplay experience, I think, which is mm -hmm. it's really low hanging fruit. We would spend a lot of money on it. That's exactly what we want to see you monetize, not this other stuff um but but so emotes like, do you mean like the the one the like the black spirit and the papu and the otter emotes yeah, like so we yes. kind of have emotes kind but of instead like that. it'd yeah. be like a league emote where it pops up over your oh, head like it pops up above, above yeah yeah, yeah so it like, disappears if above you kill somebody you know if you're grinding you kill somebody to you try to flag up on you yeah you <laughs> emote on them you know hit them with a question mark just question mark question mark above your head oh so i will say so i want to i want to bring two points up real quick Omega Strikers just came out. Omega Strikers already has had two streamer events where you get streamer emotes. And then okay. also, they made all of the emotes in the game like based around Twitch icons. So there's like the Pog face in there with characters from the game. Soup, like go look at it and be like, okay, yes, this, exactly. And then make it BDO related. Done. Easiest, easiest emote thing you've ever done in your life. Like, on God. So I'm easy. Gonna, I'm going to hit you with the developer's counter argument. All right, so just prepare yourselves. Brace. Negative. Um, I reject the reality. But my immersion. <laughs> We're way past that, bro. If you we turn it, you could turn it off. Bugatti, you could turn it off. Bugatti, you could talk about immersion. Yeah, and you could turn shut, it shut, off. Shut, shut, shut. The said again. It fits perfectly. How dare you insult Jay's intelligence that way? Um, <laughs> but still, if you're an immersion, if you're an immersive player, there's always the ability to turn it off. Yeah. If you don't want to see it, it's not there. Right. Like I like and, and yeah again like like they could add the pog face they could add, add a, like a black spirit pog face yeah exactly um, low hanging fruit it could Hello? be okay like, maybe not the black that would give me nightmare fuel but like um <laughs> what about um who's that oh god I always forget his name make who's it Bartali Bartali doing the pog face yeah who's the super know. good who's the super good voice actor that um that that uh, the Lando? character that we have? Lando Lando pog Lando. yeah oh yes Lando dude. pog um. <laughs> Like, or, and stuff like that, that would be super cool. Uh, really gentle stuff. I think it would decrease the overall toxicity of the game. Mm -hmm. um, I think that people would have a lot of fun with it. They make up dollars off stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, they make big dollars. Oh, yeah. And it's stuff that, like, it's stuff that, like, you don't need. But, like, it's just fun yeah. to have. You know what I mean? purely cosmetic. Yeah. Absolutely slam dunk. And, uh, and be able to turn it off or make it disabled during Siege on Siege servers and Node War servers. Like... That oh I don't want to. I don't want to see a hundred pog faces oh, yeah. when somebody kills my base. I would <laughs> blow a gasket. But but see that's that's the beauty of it. That would be so Boy, funny. Imagine, oh my God. imagine losing yes. siege and every other person okay. there has the blue emote and they kill your fort and there's four hundred blue emotes on your dead fort. I don't know what you're talking about. I would have so much fun with that. There would be no Twitch highlights that would come straight out of that and go to Pistanity. That would never happen. That the would never happen. The repercussions of that would be 
Oh my! Dang, that would be funny though. Holy moly! Oh, it'd be could... great in hindsight, but during the moment, man, I'm going nuclear. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be that would be so funny. Um, <laughs> it's better than them spamming their current chat macros, like like their current mm -hmm. chat macros are www.subwaycareers.com/slash/northamerica. That you is a I mean? good chat macro. You get out of here right now. Stop suggesting I get a job at Subway, bro. Like that we cannot do anymore. By the way, it is against terms of service to spam websites on video so do not do that but wait really it was hilarious yeah that's against you remember that you remember the time uh corruption was in your guild for node war outside of serendia oh yeah yeah i had three people get chat restricted after that war for spamming subway <laughs> don't blame that on corruption specifically if you're gonna point it the finger at someone wasn't. point the finger at someone that but, doesn't actually do anything out of, uh, gm wisdom i'm sure it was probably gm wisdom what it, he's behind the scenes all the time. It, right? Poor it guy is just against TOS to spam websites. Bottom line, you cannot do it in the game. I didn't do know that. Do it, but it is really funny. So I did so not know. Don't that you at diss all. the subway spam? It was great. That's why we don't do it anymore. I well, did not. We don't want to get chat restricted. Yeah, I have to actually yeah. look into that. And it, honestly, if anybody reports that, it's going to pick up the www or the https by default uh, or the .com, and it's going to be like, hey, you you set a website, you're done for 24 Bam. hours. So you're gone. Yeah, yeah, it may not have even been corruption. It could have just been a uh, Autobot rollout, right. you know. So, um, but you know, good go spam though. More spam. <laughs> Emote spam. I would, I'd hate it and I would love spam. it. What's your solution to decreasing toxicity? More spam. Spam. <laughs> Fun spam, though. Um. Okay. All right. So we if are. I out. Get a, <laughs> go ahead. If finish, I get a pog face on my fort when we <laughs> lose, I'm gonna be mad. But it is gonna be great content to clip later. So. <laughs> Igor, <you're b> <laughs> it would be so good. It would be he's so Bartali. good. I know he's got daughters and a wife, but it's just you know who I'm talking about when I say Bartali. It's the old like, dude and outside like of Elia. A surprise yeah. Elezra face. <laughs> surprise Elezra. <laughs> Instead of surprise, you do it's her again. No Mad, way. Mad like Jordan every... face. Mean <laughs> <Every> Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mad journey base. That would be so funny. That would be so good. Um, okay, so we do, unfortunately do have to wrap it up for this week. So uh, closing comments. Uh, Jay, we'll start with you. Uh, give us your closing comments and your outro real quick. Oh, closing comments. Um, good He's discussion. Never ready. He's never ready. Hi, my name is Jay Kuhn. I do a lot of endgame PD content, party content, such as Olin's Valley and Dungeon uh the dungeon uh if you have any questions about gearing or just the game in general you can find me over at twitch.tv slash jkvt <laughs> right on. i did it Yay. <laughs> uh, he ran out of stamina halfway through the <laughs> he ran <out> of stamina. <laughs> <laughs> all right tilt is good uh, hey everybody i'm tiltus tv uh i'm the shot caller for solace uh i'm currently uh streaming basically no wars i do want to learn every class in the game i am also doing a full playthrough of the story of bdo so if you've never watched it and you're wondering what in the heck the lore is about like you're not a nerd like jay over here then uh please come yeah please come uh follow follow or not follow come please come watch on saturdays when i play the story it's actually pretty entertaining um and definitely like give us some more like just quality of life little things in the game i think emotes decals is a great idea it's so so low-hanging fruit that would Dances. be so much fun <laughs> um and uh just continue my my thing for the next however long it's going to take is 
buff life skills make all of them good give them some unique aspects so that players can do it i want to see life skillers on na server again please please um but yeah you guys can follow me on twitch.tv forward slash tiltus tv um also on on twitter okay so yeah okay all right and i am of course blue squadron you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash blue squadron uh working on getting rid of that underscore send help um but uh this podcast uh i hope you guys really enjoy it every week is uh, is uploaded to spotify and apple Podcasts. the entire point of this podcast is to essentially create content that you don't necessarily have to be sitting at your computer uh if you like let's say you want to be at work but you're thinking about bdo all day this is the podcast for you you know maybe you're on your way to, to work in the morning uh things like that so you can find us on youtube uh the podcast is always posted uh up to youtube and all the forum posts that we talk about every week are in the link to the comments uh, description so that you if you agree or you strongly agree with one of the posts that we talk about please we encourage you to visit us on youtube click on uh the forum link and upvote that link because that's the best way we can get uh, feedback through to the developers um we do all kinds of things on this channel this week has been an absolute banger saturday we had siege and we capped the region which was really cool um sunday we had an irl cooking uh serendia serendia meal stream which was an absolute uh clown fiesta of fun um (laughs) uh monday is fun day monday and we rec- uh we review vods and teach people how to get better at large-scale pvp and of course we have tuesdays the old moon podcast um all right uh that is gonna go ahead and be a uh that's gonna be a wrap for episode 10 of the old moon podcast thank you to everyone who listened from home we love you <laughs>